morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM 97.3. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
25 minutes past the hour of 6. You're next in line for a miracle. And that miracle is happening today. Still be the same. See who I was, I give him away today. Today, no longer bound by what people say. I know that I will make mistakes. I fall, but I refuse to stay. Today, go And indeed, we're getting into the show this morning, starting off with Business Sense. Today, go. And of course, brought to you by ADB. Get up to 80% of your next net monthly salary. No interest on repayment within 30 days. The money hits your account the same day. Call 0243273369. And of course, we're still talking about success at the workplace. And this is a rule we all know. Always under promise and over deliver. It's not dishonest. It's merely prudent. Under promise means don't give away too much. But over deliver means go the extra mile. It's a very simple point, but it's a profound impact it makes. So never deliver late, never deliver short, deliver early, deliver on time, deliver the right quantity, deliver the right quality. It's a mindset issue. Go the extra mile, go beyond the extra mile to make sure that what you're required to do do that and more. Listening to the news about review in the next few minutes, brought to you by Total Quartz. Get up to or get all your fuel needs met, fuel consumption reduced, oil change interval extended, protection and cleanliness guaranteed. Yeah, the Quartz 9000 Future 0W20, specially conditioned and developed for the latest generation engine. It optimizes the performance of your car. Total Quartz keep your engine younger for longer. And don't forget to go to Fidelity Bank's website to use the information on your Ghana card to update your records. Or use the mobile app to update your records. Takes only a few minutes. Update your records with your Ghana card details now and enjoy a world of convenient banking with Fidelity Bank. Call 0800-00-3355 for more information. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Special happy birthday to Azigiza Jr. Yeah, it's the closest thing we had to the guy singing. <laughs> oh, Azigiza. Alright, so it's getting into the newspaper review. Good morning to all our listeners and our partner stations. Orange FM in Kumasi, Beach FM in Takrati, Heritage FM in Hohwe, Freedom in Sogakofe, Adrian Pine in Kawye, a few more stations, I'm saying good morning to Godfrey this morning, Good morning, and to Nathan as well. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, all right. Getting ready for the show? Yep. Do you know Heavy D? Have you been the boys? Oh yeah. yeah. Before the new guys, he was the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fantastic dance moves too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some people find love. Hey, hey, hey. Now they are rough. They didn't try and do too many things. <laughs> you know, it was not like you. The modern people, you are all trying to try. You are just talking. <laughs> yes. So, what happened in Kumasi? It was amazing. So, you know, this has been boiling for a while. Mm. 
And I think the MP mm. underestimates the level of anger. He don't, did. Don't, probably because he thought that once the contractor had started, Maybe to face it. he would ride on the construction work having started to go and address the people. I think sometimes our politicians underestimate the anger of some of the people. Mm. You know, Swami is a place that they are almost like the industrial hub of Kumasi. Yeah. If you're going to leave a road undone, it's not that one. A particular road that takes them streets to where they do their their magazine things. So for me, whilst I don't justify the sort of um, throwing of stuff, I think sometimes people need to show that they are near Brico. Yeah, but you know, there's a mayor, right? Well, yeah, but yes. that's the point. The mayor is not voted for by the people. So they, they are looking at Jay Mensah and the president. Who has been in their neighborhood for 26 years. Because most people think that the, the vote is the, the ticket to demand accountability. Mm. So the MC was appointed, so he can be disappointed. But the MP is the one they put there. Yeah, and he's MP. also the majority leader. You should, li- things. You should listen to the, some women talking. Yes, it's very interesting stuff. So that's uh, the first story. I don't know if the papers got it. The papers get it. No, they, they ch- it is the anchor. It is the anchor that delivered it. I'm surprised. Because this story was big, I think yesterday. The guy was literally under house arrest for three hours. Yeah, but the little graphic gave it a different twist. I'll give you the details. Yeah. And then the second thing that caught my attention was that could you black or post? And it's something I've been wondering about. Post. Yeah, on Facebook. That's what? The, how the AstroTurf projects are done. Okay, so we can get into that as we'll well. We'll get into that later. Okay. I, I, I have some questions there. Okay, so yeah. those are the two stories. Apart from the TUC has been sounding very defiant. In fact, I, yeah. thought, after, I thought after the call was agreed, <laughs> uh, so I think that the senior staff in one of the universities they are still not calling off their strike. Yeah, they the TUC is now talking about Pensions not making sense. There are all kinds of things. So organized labor is still agitating. Okay, but let's start with the front page of the Daily Graphic. Bernard mm-hmm. State loses 27 billion Ghana cities to tax exemptions. Finance minister confirms in Parliament weak Parliament woes of country. Speaker insists on strengthening oversight responsibility. The Ghanaian Times says Veep launches e-pharmacy platform for public to access pharmaceutical services using mobile phones and computers. 35 perished, 207 injured in 4,065 fire outbreaks in the last six months. And woman's death in ambulance probe, spinal anesthesia procedure complication caused death. That's according to Professor Zakaria. And police grabbed six suspected highway robbers in Techiman. Front page of the Anchor newspaper, Swami Mugabe escapes lynching amidst hooting, pelting of such water after 26 years of non-performance. Hunger among senior high school students continues as Greater Akrachas joins other regions to shut down schools. APAC files urgent questions. Handle your games with integrity. That is coming from Samir Uku, uh, who is CEO of the National Lotteries Authority. The finder says, I look forward to working with you. Dr. Baumia congratulates new MPP execs. NPA to take legal action against 150 OMCs owing 122 million CDs. Mahama underscores need for every Ghanaian to have Ghana card. And 60 district courts, 60 judges, Bangalore's three new high courts ready by October. That's according to the president. That story also makes it to the front page of the Daybreak newspaper and also says that Ghana deepens petroleum trade relations with Niger. Yeah. Okay, the Chronicle says Asanko tutor allegedly rapes female student during a birthday bash. <laughs> Mahama Pounds EC says it's planned to manipulation and Methodist Church 
targets 1.4 million membership by 2028 plus a corrupt judge is a danger to justice that's the president speaking let me do some business bernard front page of the graphic business on the government imf negotiations seek support to develop human capital also on the front page 67 percent exports potential between ghana and burkina faso untapped Okay, the new crusading guide um, has uh, Justin Kodri on the front page. MPP poised for victory in 2024. And Parliament must support GRA and government to retrieve 650 million CDs from OMCs. Finally, the front page of the BNFT Ghana card will be used to develop a credit system, according to the Vice President Baumia. Uh, but inbound travelers to be issued visa on arrival as e-visa agenda still in limbo. Okay, the business analyst says liquidity improves on money market. Government records 23.48% over subscription of T-bill sales. AGI calls for full review of benchmark policy. GPHA softens stance as MPS readies to cede 20% of container traffic. And IEA urges BOG to increase policy rate to 20 or 20.5 percent. Let me take you on citynewsroom.com. The lead story is there. The Chairman's story making the round. So he says work on Shami Macro Road will resume soon. Chairman's assures this follows. Uh, Police preventing angry residents from attacking him. In other stories, CD keeps falling like there's no economic management team. This is from the APC who addressed the MPP conference a couple of days ago. Fewer money concerns, major reason for delay in Fijai woman's death. This is ambulance service. Meanwhile, TUC demands total overhaul of SNIT over pension disparities. And DCOP, Kwesi for bids farewell to Ghana Police Service, retires tomorrow. My journal online lead story is... Uh, from the MPP, the executive balance is necessary but not sufficient to break the aid. This is Dr. Seydou Alidu. Also, TUC vows to end class system of payment of salaries of Article 71 office holders. And then, I can't work under an B. This is Titus Glover. Meanwhile, Frimpo Nkodia says, I've forgiven all 15 chairmen who campaigned against me. Star FM, I will be general secretary for all. Justin Kodia to MPP. I'm a victim of a political witch hunt, according to Ajua Safu. Mm. And then, uh, Mensa Bumsu survives mob attack at Chiamme Magazine. And GES supervisor dies in gory motorbike accident. Ghana News Agency says 10 new justices of the High Court sworn into office. Vip congratulates new elected executives of MPP. And Muhammad underscores the need for every Ghanaian to have a Ghana card. If you go to the Ghana Rep- they lead with the 10 new justices of the High Court sworn into office. Also, we cannot sustain our digitalization efforts without cyber security. This is cyber, uh, ESLA. And then the chairman's story is also doing some rounds there. When you go to Asasi's website, their story, Akufuado, 60 district courts, 60 judges, bungalows, new courts ready by October. And then there's an interesting one here. Breach of promise to marry. Supreme Court grants woman properties of her toil. We might deal with that later on during the show. And then ferocious European heatwave heads north. This is the BBC. And we're told that UK heatwave to peak with possible high of 42 degrees Celsius. Mm. 42. Yeah, that's that's very high. Yeah. And then whilst Ghana has confirmed the outbreak of Marbeck uh, virus, Tanzania confirms the outbreak of something called leptospirosis. <laughs> Do you know leptospirosis? A bacterial infection has already claimed three lives. Let's get into the details. Godfrey. 
Don't miss it from Swami. Why yes, not? Yes, Why yes, not? Yes, yes. And the anchor on page four, Swami, Magiz- uh, Swami Mugabe escapes lynching. Mm-hmm. But for the swift intervention by the Ashanti Regional Police Command led by DCOP Afobwachi Yadom, who whisked away the majority leader and Minister for Parliamentary Affairs to Safety, mm. would have been lynched by angry spare party dealers at the Swami Magazine Charlie? yesterday. Mr. Sai Chairman Sabus, who is also the Member of Parliament for the area, had to virtually run for his life mm. to seek protection on top of a story building, which houses Takwa Melkru, mm. Ghana Commercial Bank. Mm. The MP was hooted at, pelted with sashi water, coconut husk, among other items, Charlie? as the traders... Uh, chased him away in a very embarrassing spectacle. The paper has gathered that not, uh, but for the presence of the police reinforcement, mm. uh, the situation would have gotten out of hand. It will be recalled that the spare passengers just last week organized a demonstration against the MP where they blocked sections of the highway and called on authorities to ensure work resumes on the road. Meanwhile, Chairman Zabunso has assured the constituents that work will soon resume on the Swami Macro Road. Speaking to City News and other journalists, he said a bit to me shortage. Contributed to the delay in road works, they should exercise a little patience. And pretty soon, in the next three days, we will start. He spoke in <laughs> impeccable Queen's English. <laughs> we'll come back to this story later on. Well, talking about roads, uh-huh. page 15 of the Ghanaian Times says, Labit Road Project Completion Delays Due to Compensation. Ayo. Now, the resident engineer of the Labit Road Project, Kweku Atako Diafo, mm-hmm. has hinted that the delayed payment of compensation has been a major cause of delay in the completion of the project. Mm. He explained that the project, which began in 2020, was a expected to be completed in June this year mm. but it has delayed because of um, the delayed payment of compensation to affected persons in Teshi mm. whose structures had to be pulled down to make way for the road let me take you to uh, parliament mm. a couple of parliamentary stories mm. weak parliament rules of country this is coming from the speaker who says much of the waste mismanagement and corruption that led to economic downturns in the country could have been averted if parliament had been strengthened to play its oversight responsibility effectively mm. Now, in, staying in Parliament, uh, state loses 27 billion Ghana cities to tax exemptions. This has been confirmed in Parliament mm-hmm. by the Finance Minister. And the details say that the amount translates to about 2.2 billion Ghana cities surrendered in tax waivers each year mm-hmm. uh, from 2008 to the year 2020. Meanwhile, the TUC is demanding what it calls the total overhaul of Social Security and National Insurance Trust. Some of the reasons given by the Secretary General of the Union include disparities in the pension scheme, low pension premium pay to public sector retirees. Dr. Yalba addressing the media said Senate is not functioning as it is expected to. They vowed to end what they describe as a class system in pay administration in favor of Article 71 of his holders. He was speaking at a press conference and says although the government has agreed to pay 15% COLA to workers on single spine, the TUC is determined to work together with other labor unions to end the unfairness in the remuneration for public sector workers. Well, the, P- the TUC also said other things. Mm-hmm. And on page 4 of the find that they say they will resist any attempt by the government mm-hmm. through the IMF-sponsored program to impose restrictions on sectors of the economy mm-hmm. that will bring hardship to workers. Mm-hmm. Now, that was said by Dr. Yaoba, mm-hmm. uh, Secretary General of the TUC. And he said, quote, the TUC will lead the working people of Ghana to resist any attempt to impose hardship on workers mm-hmm. and their families and the population as a whole. Mm-hmm. The GNA, there's a very interesting story from the mm-hmm. Afrobarometer survey. Public confidence in economy drops to 2014 levels. Remember 2014? Do mm-hmm. so? Well, according to the story, majority of Ghanaians have lost confidence in the economy as half of them fear for the worst. According to the latest Afrobarometer survey, about 87% of Ghanaians said the economy 
was heading in the wrong direction, with 50% saying that economic conditions in the country were bound to get worse in the next 12 months. This is against the 25% who were optimistic that the economic conditions would be much better in the year's time, and 11% who said the country was heading in the right direction. Now, these findings were in round 9 of the Afrobarometer survey, which sampled views of 2,500 adult citizens across the 16 region. Fieldwork was between April 4 and 20, and this was a national population. 85% of the respondents... Um, had described the present economic condition as fairly or very bad, with 72% describing their personal condition as the same. Meanwhile, 70% of respondents, as against 20, who think otherwise, have observed that the economy had deteriorated within the last 12 months. And so, a lot of things in this report, and quite similar to other reports you've seen about confidence in the economy and where this is headed. Now, the last time a huge majority of respondents said the country was headed in the wrong direction was in 2014, a year before Ghana entered into its IMF program in 2015. About 85% of respondents, as against 15% in round six survey, said the government was heading in the wrong direction. So, this is something to keep an eye on. Well, if you uh, go to the business analysts, they talk about liquidity improving on the money market. Mm. Now, liquidity appears to have improved significantly as uh, the government recorded a 1.150 billion, uh, recorded 1.150 billion CDs from the sale of the weekly treasury bills transaction uh, with an oversubscription of about 24%. According to the auctioning results by the Bank of Ghana, the government accepted 1.088 billion from the bids tendered in and the target for the sale of short-term securities was 900 and 32 million CDs. Well, there's a story in Bloomberg that says that ro- roaring inflation and weak currencies will spare hikes in interest rates in Africa. And according to the story, policymakers are going to consider recession fears and surging food prices, and they will decide on interest rates in the coming days. Okay. Ghana's uh, central bank is one of these. The IEA sent out an analysis of this, asking whether we should keep rise, raising the yes. rates or not. We can discuss that later on. Let me give you two, pay, uh, two stories from the business uh, mm. side of things. BNFT, mm. Ghana card will be used to develop a credit system. That's mm. according to the vice president. Very interesting. It says the government has announced the first develop a credit system in the country with credit scoring by the credit reference agencies for the first time by end of the year with linking of the Ghana card to bank accounts. Mm. Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia said key anchors such as the Ghana card which provide uh, which provide a unique identity and essential information about the bearer including bank accounts, SIM cards, NHIS, among others and a national digital property address system providing a definite location for the borrower have already been put in place. Mm-hmm. Now, credits, he says credit scoring will allow every individual to have a unique credit score. You'll be able to check your own credit score with your national ID. If you are someone who doesn't pay back loans, you have a very low credit score and banks won't lend you money. Mm-hmm. Now on page three mm-hmm. of the same paper, mm-hmm. inbound travelers to be issued visa on arrival. Okay. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs has resorted to issuing visas on arrival to inbound travelers as well as addressing challenges many Ghanaian missions abroad are facing in processing travel documents. Yes. Now this we read this a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. but the paper is asking that what happened to Ghana's e-visa project? That is a question. Ghana's agenda to institute an e-visa for inbound travelers since 2020 is kind shrouded in uncertainty mm-hmm. after key stakeholders raised issues with the plan. As far back as 2019, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia announced that government was ready to roll out an e-visa regime by 2020. According to the paper, however, there are issues 
uh, that have to be resolved between the Ministry of Interior, Foreign Ministry, and National Security, and discussions are ongoing in that direction. All right. If you go to the back page of the Ghanaian Times, the Ministry of Food and Agriculture is allaying fears of a looming food shortage. According to the Ministry, a recent visit to five regions in the first results <laughs> revealed a lot of farmers had really Who invested. Said that there's going to be a food shortage every day. Ministry of Agriculture, no food shortage. Uh-huh. Yes. I just read a story about secondary schools too struggling for food uh-huh. and things. Uh, crop services at MOFA, uh, Mr. Seth Oseakoto disclosed this to the Ghanaian Times. Mm. And um, he was saying that well, farmers had really invested in their farms despite the, 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 in spite of the challenges the country mm-hmm. was facing. He said the talk of food. Or oh, in Ghana, the talk of food was the reliance on legumes, plantains, cassava, yam, sogum, cowpea, and putting these together with the rain scene now, there's nothing like a looming food crisis in the country, end quote. Director of Ambulance Service has said that concerns over fuel money for an ambulance were a major cause of the delay that led to the death of a woman in need of medical attention in Takrade following her delivery of a baby. Now, I'm sure you know that there's a health committee in Parliament probing the death of this woman. Now, the uh, CEO of the service confirmed most of the details that had come out from the Western Region Ambulance Service. The woman, Augustine Awachi, was being transported from Fijai to Intadi to the Kolebuti Hospital in Accra on January 4, following complications after a caesarean section. The Western Regional Ambulance Service had said its personnel were delayed because they had to return to a clinic in Fijai to pick up the woman's baby who had been left behind. Now, Dr. Zakaria, however, contradicted the ambulance service on its reason for returning to the hospital, noting that they were worried about the fuel situation. So the major motivation for them returning to the hospital was the fact that the amount they had obviously would they had obviously would have left them stranded on the way because they didn't have enough fuel, Dr. Zakaria said to the center. I'm very happy Parliament is probing this death. I hope that when the the, the, the details are brought in, some proper reform is brought in so that it's not because there's somebody who's not known so whatever happens is of no consequence. For, 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 for the family to lose a woman in the circumstances described in that particular issue is very troubling indeed. Now, so that's the story from the ambulance well, service. the World Health Organization is mobilizing for Marburg response on page 20 of the Daily Graphic uh, following the confirmation of two cases. This according to mm. the country representative, Dr. Francis Casolo. Code says, mm-hmm. the World Health Organization is on the ground supporting health authorities and now that the outbreak has declared, we are marshalling more resources for the response. All right. Uh, Nathan, let's come to you in the Chronicle. Uh, yes, let's get to the Chronicle. And there's a story of a, a teacher in trouble, mm-hmm. pages 2 and 3. Now, the Asankrega uh, Magistrate Court in the Western Region has remanded two tweeters, actually, of the Asankrega Senior High School into police custody for allegedly raping a female student and indecent assault, respectively. Mm. Now, they are NS Donko and Augustine Swansea Udro. Now, NS Donko has been charged for raping his victim age 16, while Augustine Swansea Udro has been charged with indecent assault. Mm. Now, the decision followed a complaint lodged with the police by the assistant headmaster, Daniel Kwesi. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor, Dumako Kwejo, told the court presided over by his worship, Augustine Fifi Donfold, said the two victims the, the two victims are first-year students of the school, while the suspects are also tutors of mm. the same school. Now, I'm going back to the Bloomberg story. So, basically saying that because of higher inflation and weak currencies, six central banks have to make a decision in the coming days as to whether to raise their interest rates or hold them. Now, guess who the six countries are? Ghana, Nigeria, Angola, then also South Africa, there's the Mozambique, and then there's Kenya. But this is what's happening. Bloomberg is predicting that... Um, Four of the countries will raise their benchmark interest rates. And guess who the four are? Nigeria, 
uh, Kenya, Mozambique, and South Africa to hold their benchmark interest rates. So they're predicting that Ghana will hold their interest rates as would Angola, although our inflation rose from the previous month. So they're basically saying the pressures facing inflation, and they give a country-by-country analysis of this. And on the Ghana case, they're basically saying the policy rate is already 19%, inflation is 29.8, inflation target is 8 plus or minus 2, and basically they're saying that while the inflation rate remains well above the upper limits of the central bank's target, it increased at a slower pace in June, that and an economy that significantly underperformed expectations in the first quarter and is facing more headwinds gives the MPC a strong reason to leave the policy rate unchanged. According to Courage Mate, they spoke to Courage from Data Bank. Meanwhile, deteriorating economic conditions made worse by the war in Ukraine and US monetary tightening persuaded the government to approach the IMF for a bailout this month. So well, that's a story. Let me take you international. On, on the then, Ghanaian economy. You know, what happens in Ghana happens in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Page five. Mm. Nigerian unions to protest five-month strike in public universities. Ah. They do it on a large scale. I tell you. <laughs> Strikes by Nigerian public university teachers are common. The current one has been on since February 14. Mm-hmm. The Nigeria Labour Congress will embark on a two-day protest on July 26 to demonstrate against a five-month shutdown of public universities across the country due to uh, paid disagreements between the government and teachers the body has set. The NLC, mm. the country's main umbrella union, represents millions of workers across most sectors of Africa's biggest economy, including parts of the oil industry. There's a very interesting story on Sassina uh, you, you'll be interested in. Breach of promise to marry. The Supreme Court in Ghana mm-hmm. has granted a woman properties of her toil. Now, the plaintiff is called Amasewa and the defendant is called Isaka Hashimu. They were both migrant workers. They met in Italy. The cohabitor fell in love for a period, making the woman develop a firm belief that marriage was imminent. Now, the Supreme Court of Ghana has upheld the case of an Italian-based woman, granting her ownership of properties she acquired in Ghana through her intended husband. Mm. So basically, the man gave the woman the indication that he was going to marry her, Mm -hmm. and they started acquiring joint properties. And now that the man did a U-turn, the court says, you let her on. Yeah. So you can you, you have to give her the property, and apparently they are properties. So if you look at the general damages, so the court says general damages for breach of promise to marry by mm-hmm. second defendant, refund of loans to the tune of twenty thousand euro from mm-hmm. the second defendant with interest thereon from the date of payment, mm-hmm. half of the property of Mad- at Madina and Ajingano, yeah. half of the seven machines brought in with plaintiff's money, mm-hmm. which have been in custody of the second defendant, mm-hmm. as well as an account of proceeds from the same. Plenty things who he has to return. Uh, a shop at Makola. Mm. They probably have money based in Italy. What yeah. do they do there? It doesn't matter. Charlie, uh, it's a very interesting story, which I think we, 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 we must expand on this one later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Breach of promise to marry. Yes. So apparently, the woman and the man are both migrant workers in Italy. They cohabited, fell in love for a period, making the woman develop a firm belief that marriage was imminent. As a result, the woman made an arrangement with the man to acquire properties in Ghana and even shipped a vehicle in 2002 which was not accounted for when she returned to Ghana after having lost her travel document. And then on and on and on and on, she had a stillbirth within the period. The relationship broke down, had mental issues due to myriad of challenges. And after with the man, he didn't marry her. And the court says, well, she believes you're going to marry him, so give half or more of your property. Well, yeah, just um, an update from the World Athletics Championship. Are we winning? No, Joseph Polamwa, he uh, ran a time of 20.40, but he finished fifth in his 200-meter really? The relay will come a little later. So that's where Presec and Prempe will show you. You'll fall in Azameti. <laughs> so we have to combine our forces. And stop. We are winning NSMQ here. We are not running fast. So Azameti and Dopo, they have to work together. <laughs> we have to try. <laughs> the City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
The, the City Breakfast Show. Bianca is here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Coming up, we'll tell you why the Institute of Economic Affairs wants the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana to increase the monetary policy rate by another 100 to 150 basis points. Also, we'll tell you why Ghana's plans of becoming a lead exporter and earn of palm oil production in West Africa within the next five years may suffer a setback. Stay with us, we'll bring you more details. Let's bring you details of our stories and the Institute of Economic Affairs, IEA, is asking the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana to increase the monetary policy rate by another 100 to 150 basis points to 20 or 20.5 percent. This is ahead of the Central Bank's MPC press conference on Monday, July 25th, which might see the review of the NPR to stem the high level of inflation in the country. Currently, the NPR, the rate at which the bank of Ghana lends to commercial banks in the country stands at 19%. In a statement, the Director of Research at the IEA, Dr. John Kwachi, believes the proposed adjustment will narrow the inflation policy rate gap. Here are excerpts of the statement. As to how to position the policy rate, a number of factors have been taken into consideration. First, the last time in the past year that the policy rate, then at 14.5%, was higher than the inflation rate, then at 13.9%, was in January 2022. Since then, inflation has overtaken the policy rate, with the gap widening to 10.6 percentage points as of June. Second, the strong policy tightening carried out by the MPC recently may not have exerted its full effect yet, given the impact lag involved. Here, an important factor that is not readily available to us is the exact relationship between the policy rate adjustments and inflation. Third, it would appear that though inflation has risen consistently in the past year, the rate of increase in recent months being 4.2, 4.0 and 2.0 percentage points respectively in April, May and June shows a decelerating trend. Fourth, continued policy tightening by the major economies, particularly the U.S., continues to put pressure on developing and emerging market countries' currencies, including that of Ghana. Fifth, the MPC has the benefit of the forecast of the inflation outlook informed by the comprehensive data that may not be available to us. The forecast of the inflation outlook will be an important factor in the policy rate decision. Taking all the foregoing factors, both known and unknown, into consideration, we are minded to suggest that the MPC should increase the policy rate by a further 100 to 150 basis points, taking it to 20.0 to 20.5%. This adjustment will narrow down the inflation policy rate gap, although the real policy rate will still remain negative. Further, the adjustment will signal the MPC's unwavering commitment to fighting the inflation and bringing it under control. The adjustment will also send the right signal to and help calm the markets.
Those were excerpts of a statement from the Institute of Economic Affairs. Now, as government continues to contemplate introducing legislation to force banks to lend to the agricultural sector, the Ghana Association of Banks is calling for increased collaboration between public and private sector players to de-risk the sector. This comes on the back of recent remarks by the Minister of Food and Agriculture to the effect that the banking sector has not been lending enough to the country's agriculture sector to support its transformation. According to the Bank of Ghana's May 2022 Monetary Policy Report, at 3.5%, the agriculture, forestry and fishing sectors are the second lowest recipients of credit to the private sector as at April this year. In an interview with City Business News, the CEO of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Iwat, said more steps need to be taken to protect the funds of banks as they lend to the agriculture sector. You see, before we think about legislation, we need to ask the question, the key problems with the sector that makes it very difficult to deepen financial intermediation. If we are able to work together to de-risk the agric sector, the fact that um, there are no proper instruments to also protect the banks. The banks are working with depositors' money. We are just coming out of financial crisis where the state had to step in to spend so much money in order to safeguard depositors' money. We don't want depositors' money also going to a sector that presently may not, for all intents and purposes, the risk profile of the sector has not really changed significantly. We still have significant preservation losses. There is no insurance cover available for crop loss or uh, post-harvest losses or um, all the other uh, kind of losses within the sector that potentially can crystallize and may result in some financial loss or some loss, you know, credit loss to the banks. CEO of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Iwa. Now, Ghana's plans of becoming a lead exporter and earn of palm oil production in West Africa within the next five years will hit a setback if measures are not put in place to check the purchase or demand for palm oil with a redder hue. This, according to the Food and Drugs Authority, causes some unscrupulous palm oil producers to add substances to the product to change its natural color, a move which could compromise food safety. This call follows a recent survey carried out by the authority which reveals that palm oil adulteration has now reached 23% up from the 7% recorded in 2019, an indication that the practice of adulterating palm oil with Sudan dye is still ongoing. We have more in this report. To assess the level of palm oil adulteration with Sudan dye, mainly in major markets across the country, the Food and Drugs Authority, FDA, as part of its routine market surveillance activities on food safety in 2015, noted that about 98% of palm oils found on the market failed authorities' nationwide zero Sudan dye test. This led to the institution of various interventions to put a stop to the practice. Following these interventions, another sampling and testing of palm oil in 2019 indicated only 7% contamination of Sudan dye. However, a recent survey carried out in 2021 by the authority revealed that palm oil adulteration has now reached 23%. This shows that the practice is still ongoing, despite the numerous sensitization activities on the health implications 
of adding Sudan dye in foods, especially palm oils, producers and Ghanaian traders continue to use this chemical as an enhancer in palm oil due to the consumer's preference and demand for redness in their palm oil product. Speaking at a program to introduce a traceability concept to identify culprits along the supply chain, Director of Industrial Support Services at the FDA, Kofi Essel, noted that the move will also ensure authentic and healthy palm oil exportation for the global market. What triggered this whole thing has to do with the Sudan dye menace. It went down drastically. We had about 7% some few years back, and we've seen a gradual increase again. It means that some people have resorted to the old ways. It's become very necessary for the FDA to revamp our regulatory measures to make sure that we do not put any consumers at risk. For the first two phases that we had, we had a meeting with the what we call the Krama owners, that's the millers. And we also met processes themselves. Now these are the suppliers and the market queens. And because of the critical role that they play in the distribution chain, it is important that we also make them aware. We don't want the palm oil industry to collapse. It is a very huge industry. As we speak currently, palm oil that we consume locally, uh, these group, the artisanal producers, make up 80%. So it becomes very necessary that we address this issue. It is also going to affect our export of palm oil if, if care is not taken. That was a director of industrial support services at the Food and Drugs Authority, Kofi Essel, ending that report. Let's now join Gideon Amoenichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury exceeded its auction target for the 91-day and the 22-day bills as the Treasury accepted 1.1 billion Ghana cities out of the total bets of 1.15 billion Ghana cities submitted by investors. Yields continue to trend upward with a 91-day yield advancing by 7 basis points to 25.96%, while a 22-day yield increased by 91 basis points to 27.46%. Trading activities slowed down the Ghanaian secondary bond markets last week. Total market turnover declined by 40% week-on-week to 2.51 billion Ghana cities, dominated by the 2022-2025 maturities. The data bond bond index slipped by 0.52% week-on-week, increasing the year-to-date loss to 15.27%. That was Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, brought to you by MTN Girl and Enterprise Life, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kai Loko. Do have a good business day. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the, the, the City Breakfast Show. I would have wanna be Fim Fim Where my chat ball Turn up, turn up, turn up
Past seven city breakfast show kickoff is next. It's brought to you by Leshehu. And if you're a government worker or a private salary worker ready to go big with your passion, Leshehu has big news for you. Take a new loan between the month of May and August, receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loan now, get rewarded really big. Call 0577 Let's go big together. Leshehu, let's improve life. Benjamin Kitty is joining us. How well are athletes doing in the US? And when is football coming back? Oh brother, when is football coming back? We are feeling bored. Benjamin, take it up. Well, let's get into the headlines and Ghana's Joseph Polamua fails to qualify for the semi-finals of the 200 meter events at the ongoing World Athletics Championships. Asante Kotokos Muda Siru Salifu joins Moldovan side Sharif Tiraspol and Arsenal agreed deal with Manchester City for Ukrainian international Alexander Zinchenko. Let's get into um, the details now. And Ghanaian sprinter Joseph Polamwa failed to progress to the semi-finals of the men's 200 meters event after finishing fifth in heat one at the ongoing World Athletics Championships in Oregon, USA. Amwa finished with a time of 20.40 seconds, which is his season best, but was not enough to make the cut for the next round. Earlier in the championships, Joseph Polamwa and compatriot Benjamin Azamati missed out of the men's 100-meter race with the former stating that something weird always happened to his body ahead of major tournaments. Ghana will have another chance on the tracks when the men's 4x100-meter relay team takes part in the heats in the championships on July 23. Let's move on to some other news in Morocco. We'll face South Africa in the final of the Women's Africa Cup of Nations after the host beat nine woman Nigeria 5-4 on penalties following a 1-1 draw. Now after uh, midfielder um, Halimatu Ayinde dismissed, Nigeria took the lead through an own goal from Yasmin Mrabet before uh, Sanam Sodi also quickly equalized. The defending champions then uh, had forward Rashidat Ajibade sent off with 19 minutes left and a resolute defensive display saw the match go the distance. Now Earlier on Monday, four-time Wafcon runners-up South Africa needed a contentious stoppage time penalty to secure a 1-0 victory over Zambia. Now, Linda Matlaho uh, kept her cool to convert in the 94th minute after Martha Tembo was adjudged to have fouled her opponent. So that's what's going on as far as the uh, women's Afcon is concerned. Let's move on to some other news and former Black Stars defender Joseph Pencil, or John Pencil actually, uh, wants Ghana to stop fixating on getting revenge against Uruguay ahead of the World Cup in Qatar. Now the South American side eliminated Ghana at the quarter-final stage during the 2010 World Cup in controversial circumstances. Pencil believes the team must take each game as it comes and focus. Yeah, I think 
we should all know that we are going to play a tournament, not only one single match. Uh, if, you, if we beat Uruguay and we don't beat the race, I don't think we will go further. So, yeah, we will take one at a time, but definitely Uruguay is not going to do that. Uh, they've never beat us before, and they will never. Because the game that uh, we played against them in 2010 was a draw game, and when we checked the record, it doesn't say that we lost to them. Uh, yeah, so we lost on penalties, so that's not a defeat. But uh, I believe, I strongly believe in, in our current uh, players that they will go there and put up a good fight and come up with a victory. So you had John Pinso, former Black Stars defender, speaking there. Let's move on to uh, the striking department of the Black Stars and former striker. Prince Tego believes that the responsibility of scoring goals at the World Cup will have to be uh, shared by the entire team and not just the forwards in the squad. According to Tego, the experienced nature of Ghana's opponents means that the team will have to rely on their collective strength and not their individual abilities. I think uh, what we need right now as a striker, what we need right now should be like a teamwork because um, World Cup is not an easy tournament. So if we are together and the teamwork is there, I don't think we are supposed to depend on the striker alone to score. Mm. I think if anybody scores, it's, it's a win for Ghana. So yeah. that is what uh, we need right now. We need a teamwork. They should love each other and they, they should go for one aim. If all the players have one aim, I think we are going to go far. Former Black Star striker Prince Tego, the Prince of Goals, speaking there. Let's do some other news. And Anna Walker, head coach of the Black Galaxies, who are the national team made up of players who are locally based, has named a 25-man team for the first round of the 2022 Chan qualifiers. Hearts of Oak midfielder Glatzing Awako is the captain of the side, and he is joined by the likes of Mediamas Vincent Atinga, Daniel Lefrie, Barney of Accra, Hearts of Oak, Imori Ibrahim of Asante Kotoko, and Jonah Atukwe of Legon City in the team and the team is currently in Cape Coast preparing for the two-legged match against Benin on July 24 and 30 for a place in the second round of the qualifiers where they could face Nigeria. Now, success for Ghana in the qualifiers will mean a place in the tournament uh, which will be played in Algeria early next year. Year. Let's do some transfer news. And Asante Kotoko midfielder Muda Siru Salifu has joined Moldovan side Sharif Tiraspol. Now, Tiraspol were impressed with the midfielder following a month's trial with the club and signed him on a permanent basis. Following an agreement with Kotoko and the player passing a mandatory medical examination, the club have now announced Salifu as their new signing. Muda Siru joins fellow um, Ghanaians Razak Abalora, Edmond Ado, Patrick Pozo, and Khalid uh, Basit at the club, so a host of Ghanaians at Sheriff Tiraspol now. Let's move on to some foreign transfer news and Arsenal have agreed a £30 million deal with Manchester City to sign Oleksandr Zinchenko, which includes £2 million in add-ons. The midfielder, who has played many games at left-back for the Blues, is currently on a pre-season tour in the US with the Premier League champions. The Ukraine international, who is 25 years old, is expected to fly back to England in the coming days to complete the move. Zinchenko was one of Pep Guardiola's first signings as City coach in 2016. He has gone on to win four league titles and FA Cup and four league cups, making 128 appearances in all competitions. Now, Zinchenko would be uh, the second player to switch from City to the Emirates this summer after striker Gabriel Jesus moved for £45 million 
earlier this month. Let's get to the camp of Manchester United and manager Eric Ten Hag is confident that new signing Christian Eriksen will fit in very well with his squad. The 30-year-old has joined as a free agent on a three-year contract after leaving Brentford at the end of the season. Ten Hag believes the Denmark international will have a great impact on the team with his experience. The fact that we, that we get him and that we have him now in our squad tells everything uh, because we were, um, I think, really selective. Uh, it was not the point to get players in or the right players in. I'm really happy that we succeed with Christian Eriksen. The expectations uh, are there. That's why we, uh, we get him. I'm convinced he will fit into the squad and he can, in certain uh, facts of our game, he will, he will help us. I'm looking forward to that. I think um, it's quite good. I want to say he's an experienced player. He plays um, in, in uh, more than in countries uh, abroad, in Italy, uh, in Holland, in a long time in England. So he knows the Premier League. So it's absolutely an advantage that we have him in. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking there to some other very interesting news and Sebastian Allaire has left Borussia Dortmund's pre-season training camp in Switzerland after a tumour was found in his testicle according to the German club. The 28-year-old Ivory Coast international recently joined the Bundesliga side from Dutch side Ajax. Now Dortmund said Allaire complained that he felt unwell after training on Monday and following medical tests, a testicular tumour was discovered. Now, further examinations will now take place over the coming days. And finally, before we go, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has signed a one-year contract extension that commits him to AC Milan past his 41st birthday. The Sweden striker, who turns 41 in October, scored eight league goals last season as Milan beat rivals Inter to the Serie A title. He had knee surgery in May and was expected to be out of action for eight months. Ibrahimovic revealed at the end of the campaign that he had barely slept for six months because of the pain. Now, the former Man United and PSG striker returned to AC Milan in 2020, helping them secure a first league title in 11 years. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
So many lovely people born today. And what else can I do but play you? One of my favorite people. Kamido. Oh, Kamido. You know what I like about Kamido, eh? The way he's able to combine English and ever effortlessly. You know, it's almost like he, it's like that's how he talks. He, he mixes the the language so it's, it doesn't look contrived. It's like even the Nigerians mix pidgin with their normal language. <laughs> this is to all the law students at Makola. Finish hard. May the Lord strengthen you to help you become good lawyers. I know it's not easy. Yeah. The Lord will be available when the papers are rocking you. When was the last time the paper rocked you in your life? Hey, my brother. Paper rock man, uh, man stop exam start pre. <laughs> Manage, so they call it managerial accounting. My Lord. Alright. Today I'm going to Kumasi. I'm going to Swami Magazine. You are going to hear the voices of one of the very, very important aspects of the Kumasi economy. Charlie, they are they charge. Well, happy birthday to Mrs. Gloria in T a Japan of TF Financial Services. God bless you for your kind heart and lift you from glory to glory from Kofi Sabatika. Goyle is wishing Ghana's hero, three-time world boxing champion and brand ambassador, Professor Berima Azuma Nelson. Oh my God. 64 years old today. Can you imagine that? The good energy team prays for God's continuous blessings and more success. Ghana's greatest sporting hero. Without a doubt. Azuma Nelson. Zoom Zoom. Zoom Zoom. Wishing Madam Comfort Anani, aka Antia Benofura of Insuta Bima. Ashanti, a happy 73rd birthday, good health, long life, and joy. The entire family in Kumasi, Nsuta Bima, Accra, Koforidia, and grandchildren, Mr. and Mrs. Damse, Lincoln, ECG, Koforidia. Happy birthday to my husband, Nazir Idris of African Express. To my darling husband, Comrade Nazir Idris, thank you for being very supportive, loving, and caring towards me. On this day, I wish you nothing but Allah's continuous blessings. I love you from your wife, Haja Diku Osman, Ina, and the boys, Haja Diku Osman. Not sure if it's Haja or Haja. Anyhow, wishing the administrator of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, Dr. Ali Samba, a belated happy birthday. You are a big man coming for Umaru Sanda and his clan. Lots 
of requests coming in today as well. Happy birthday to my adorable wife Sandra Sefako Asafwe Jayamanfu of the Ministry of Health Admin Directorate. Every year with you just gets better and better. Happy birthday to someone who thoroughly rocks my world. From your husband Elikem Kojo Amanfu, branch manager UBA Ring Road Central. And celebrating your awesome self at 70, this can only be God. Thank you for being there for us from day one. And thank you for holding your five children and those you supported together since that untimely demise over two decades ago. You are a living testimony of God's faithfulness, dearest mom. We appreciate your selflessness, your sacrifice, your care, and your endless love for us. To our beautiful mom, Mrs. Agnes Quijir, we love and cherish you so much. From Mrs. Marianne Kuchenyo and her siblings to Mrs. Agnes Kweje. Happy 70th! And your in-laws are also joining the party. Jerry Boati Dankwa, Lawrence Kuchenyo, Sylvester Osefojo, and the family. To Mrs. Agnes Kweje, 70 years old. And to our lovely wife Jacqueline, Gina Chewu. Every year with you becomes wiser, sweeter, and more beautiful. Thanks for filling my life with so much happiness. On behalf of the girls, Elikem, Malpemo, and Sicho, we say keep shining. So many birthday requests coming in as well. This is coming to a second Mustafa of Lower Menya. May Allah grant you strength and prosperous financial freedom. Coming in from Prince Henry. Mustafa is an odadi as well. Alright, this one says, Happy birthday to Mrs. Gifty Adukisi. Mm. And it says, um, You are a very special gift to the Adukisi clan. We wish you God's choices, blessings of good health, wealth, and long life. That's coming from the Adukisi clan. Uriel, Gloria, Treasure. Uh, that's what it says in Shraba and in Kunin. This one says, Help me wish Jeffrey Kwesi FM of Archie Lab Consulting at Dabakai happy birthday. This one says, Kindly wish my mother in law happy birthday. She's exceptional, selfless, and she's a caring woman. Mm. Okay, that's coming from your daughter in law and your son, Nitobo. And also your grandchildren, Dede Koko and Niobodai. They say, We love you. Alright. Alright, DY Astra says happy belated birthday to Mrs. Judith Proha of Insawam, wishing you miraculous healing and prosperity and also belated birthday to Gertrude Ahin Proha of Insawam. Alright, and this one says happy birthday to my beloved wife Monica Bina Ajin of QCC, uh Coco Bot from Bernard Kakari Nkrumah. Uh that's the husband. I know 
A few more coming in on the show. Bernard, my wife is calm, caring, gentle, lovely, supportive, and a professional midwife who cooks so well like an international chef. Happy birthday to our mommy, Mrs. Melissa Ndale Kanaku from Louisa, Luigi, Leo, and uh, husband, the dope MC. Happy birthday to Kojo Jesse Dako. Happy birthday to you. And to Daniel Oparu Beidu, IT department of the Focus One Group, from the entire Du Mante family and your loved ones. Next year, dear you, for Mario. Today we are going to Kumasi, we are going to Suami. Why are they so angry with their MP? Is it a microcosm of the of the whole Ashanti feeling within the MPP or something else? Zenit Bank just made linking your Ghana card details to your Zenit Bank account so easy. Go to zenitbank.com.gh or our Facebook pages, or Instagram or LinkedIn. Visit your account and and uh, to link your account rather to your to your uh, your your National Guard uh, Ghana card details. Don't forget that uh, this has to be done, otherwise you don't have access to your, your bank account details. Now I have great news for all publishers, printing presses, schools, churches, private and public organizations. Prospectus Ghana is introducing the chalk white A4 sheet quality paper for all your paper printing jobs. So we're talking about smooth printing with clean printouts which avoid unnecessary paper crumpling. You know what happens when your paper gets stuck in the printer? It's so annoying. Use chalk white A4 sheet for all your printing and make some savings. It's a cheap a price. There's also free delivery within Accra for goods worth a thousand cities and more. Now, where are we? We're on the graphic road opposite Toyota Ghana. You may also call Prospectus on 0500 600 607. 0500 600 607. Prospectus Ghana is your one stop shop for all your school items and stationery, including your chop box needs. Now, yesterday, a parent came to see me that his daughter was at one of the girls' schools, and the girl has come with an infection. And she's not being fed well and he's not happy. So maybe you should go to Prospectus and say, Charlie, pack her trouble. <laughs> Charlie, so he was actually talking about looking for a cook or something. I said, Charlie, how are you going to get a cook to be cooking for your daughter in school? <laughs> Charlie, that's it. Maybe you should also get packed food. I don't know. Anyway, call them 0500 600 607. They'll help you out. And beginning for July, all Peugeot and Citroën owners can visit any Silver Star Auto Workshop in Accra, Tema, or Kumasi and enjoy free inspection of their vehicle, 15% discount on spare parts, and any service delivery. If you own a Peugeot or Citroën vehicle, this is the news you've been waiting for. Promo is on until July 29th. Visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to book your slot. Peugeot, your trusted partner. Nathan says it's Citroën. Citroën. <laughs> 
Citron. Oh my god. It would be nice to hear a French man speak in tongues. It, it will be powerful. Because the, the emphasis they give, you know, it will be powerful. Alright, let, let me take you to Suami. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to build up what happened. So yesterday was the second leg of um, protest that had happened a day prior. Inhabitants of Suami took to the streets demonstrating against the government over the failure to resume work on portions of their Suami Macro Road. Here's excerpts of what they said. This is the second time in two weeks that residents within uh, Suami have hit the street to demonstrate over their uh, poor rules. Uh, but according to them, uh, they have been speaking to authorities for a very long time to ensure that this road is constructed, but that has not been done, and that's the major worry that they want authorities to address. In fact, um, construction work started, but it has been abandoned, the contractors are not here, and the people want work to resume as early as possible. The residents have blocked a portion of the road, and the police are having a difficult time controlling them. In fact, and I may be Kosovo, Santa Region, I hang in a pan. MP be power in the Santa Region. As I be power, no Mumbua, Santa Region, Cassia. But and I may Kosovo, when you are ready, so over by your coin. Dating about it to Quino. Obiasma or Kakapaya Maria won't say, Obitim Beto Inji, and I'm saying foot trouble to Albacos Inji Ninja. And Yamuya Hanuma, and Yam Atuboso, and Yam Goodie. As I say, Yanya Tima Yapan Koso, and Yahoto, Sabi, and Utina Solia Machokotuaba. Yapamucho, Yamazia, Yakuin Daso, Yakuani Yahi, and I'm welcome to say Mobe Yakuani Yamae. Fine. Papa. ことやろせや、おどくわ<laughs> As the residents within Swame, particularly those who work at the magazine, are protesting. 
uh, the Ghana Union of Traders Association chairman for the Ashanti region is giving some assurances. He says that he has been speaking to persons in authority and work will start very soon. I'm here to come, come, uh, come now down. I personally, yesterday, took the trouble to go to the Ghana Highways Authority, the Urban Road Department, and talk to the regional engineer. He has given us full assurance that they have written some bitumen coming from Turkey. By this weekend, it's landing at the Tamar Harbor. And by next week, they are coming to make sure they see the road and make, and make the road as well. I, so, I, it's just unfortunate yesterday we came around 4 o'clock when work was about to close. So we didn't have time to engage the people. I'm just from town that I saw this thing going on. So I'm here to explain to them, to let them know that we've taken steps to talk to the authorities and they are in preparation to come and do something so they should calm down. Everything will be all right. But next week, definitely they will see action going on the road. The residents and uh, those who work around the Swami magazine and other surrounding communities within the Swami municipality of the Ashanti region are saying that they'll continue to embark on some of these protests to impress on authorities to address their concerns. For City News, I'm Edward upon Marfo. So that was last week. So as they promised, they would start work this week. So apparently the work did start and they had started laying the, 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 the road foundation. So the MP, who's also the Minister for Parliamentary Affairs, went there yesterday <laughs> to go and inspect the work. Mm. Yeah, he went on inspection tour. Okay. So this was what happened when he went to do the inspection. The residents last week organized the demonstration and called on authorities to ensure work resumes on the Swami Marco stretch. The inhabitants in recent times have had a number of protests to impress on authorities to resume work on the road. After last Thursday's demonstration by the inhabitants in the area over the poor nature of a portion of the road, work has now resumed. It is in view of this that a member of parliament for Swami, Osei Chemen Sabunsu, decided to visit the area and wanted to address the residents on the project. The residents did not receive this well and then started hooting at the MP and the MCE and threw various items at them. Some residents in the area have been speaking to City News on why they attacked their member of parliament. Okay, 
and yet in a choir, quasi, won't you see what dear? Sabre down for more dear. In fact, Papa and Fanny is a dressy or no one and our mood too, Suociano. And swore my two above a pan in them, young Suketua. Oh, yeah, 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 Ne am a real one. I said I was here, Dean, and none who cries I am more born a media. Me de free one, me de bedroom, but yes, Raum. Oh, my money, I'm raffum. According to no buy, and I said, Cosocasse, or Baba Shay, I only two more as I could didn't come out. It took a program from Pavia, O Siava Slapon, and I said, Oh, Fafum. No, I heard Santa Quinn's weather, it's here to a Baba Dutaka, and almost I said, Too few. I do Bruno. The member of parliament was locked in a room for hours to prevent the angry residents from attacking him. The leader of the traders, who doubles as the Ashanti regional chairman of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, Anthony Opon, apologized to the member of parliament and the municipal chief executive for the area following the attack. After escaping the attack from the irate youth, the member of parliament for the area, Osei Chairman Sabuzu, addressed the media where he assured that efforts are being put in place to complete work on the road as early as possible. I'm the face of, I'm the face of government. So if they are, they are, they are really um, angry, that it's been a while, since the scraping of the surface and dust is killing them, certainly when they see any government official, they will vent their spleen on the person. So I'm not worried. I need to explain to them. Maybe when the difficulty happened, we should have had an avenue to have engaged them earlier. If we had engaged them earlier, I believe this wouldn't have happened. The contractor started work, unfortunately, midway. He experienced acute shortage of bitumen and having waited for about two weeks, he had to undertake to go to La Côte d'Ivoire to procure bitumen in order to be able to complete the works that he has started. We spoke to the contractor who has, as I said, been able to procure the bitumen and within the next couple of days is coming to complete what he has started, that is the reshaping of the road and the application of another overlay of asphalt. So in the next three days, the hope is that we'll begin applying the asphalt and hopefully, let's say in the next two weeks or three weeks, you should be able to finish with it.
yes. So that was, uh, those are two reports from Swami. And it seems as if this has been building up for a while. After 8 o'clock, we'll speak to our correspondent to give us some insights into the issues with the roads. And I'm getting comments on people saying, well, if Swami people are demonstrating, what about us? Well, nobody's stopping you. Good morning, Bernard. Our roads, Oyibi Adamrobe Ubri, the Danfa Road and the supposed dual carriageway for Adenta Dodoa is causing us a lot. I await your feedback as promised. If Siami Pola crying for just four months of dust, we've been staying in same since 2012. Well, so maybe you like it. I'm not crying for just four months. It's worse than that. Well, they say the Siami interchange is always in the budget. They never see. That's what the budget making. You see? And this Siami thing. If the Ashanti region MPs in particular need to be they need to be careful. Oh, yes. The Ashanti region MPs. They need to be careful. They need to be very, very careful. Why? Last month, mm-hmm. some youth groups came together in the Ashanti region mm-hmm. and said that all the 47 MPs in the Ashanti region were putting up poor performances. Really? Oh, yes. And that they are going to make sure every single one of those MPs are mm. contested. Mm. I'm going to read the story. Contested to. by in the primary. Oh, yes. They are going to make sure properly. Now, um, a youth group. Oh, yes, Batama Youth Group. Now, that, I'm going to tell you what they said, and mm-hmm. then you can link it to the conversation we are having. Mm. Now, quote, they said this. Uh, it started with um, the Buankra Inland Port. Mm-hmm. Oh, issues. yeah, there was a demonstration there, too, <laughs> last week. Yeah, oh, come, let's just, quote, the railway line being constructed in the Ashanti region was to go through the inland port, mm-hmm. but has been diverted. Mm. It doesn't go through Buankra anymore. Rather, mm-hmm. it goes through Sokobang and other areas. Mm-hmm. This should tell us that the Buankra project is no more a priority. This is coming from one Kwame, a one in four, a spokesperson for the group. Now, this was uh, uh, this project was uh, sword was cut a month ahead of the 2020 general elections. Supposed to cost 330 million dollars, mm-hmm. but it hasn't moved. Now, in this in this area, there's the Four interchanges, including the Swami one, mm-hmm. Ufurikrum, mm-hmm. Airport Runabout, and Ahonjo Santasi. What about your own Sofo? Yes. Sofo line. Have they finished that one? I haven't used that out in a while. Okay. We'll talk to you that you tell us. Mm-hmm. But according to the youth, six months into the year, these areas are yet to witness any development. Four interchanges? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And they, you said that they want the Ashanti caucus in parliament to improve their performance, mm. or they will face their wrath. Quote, if you visit health projects started under previous governments, mm-hmm. you realize no work is being done. Mm. They spoke about their fire military hospital, which is now which they call the hunting ground. Then this is what they said. They said a few days ago, the Lego Medical Center was inaugurated, but hospitals in this region have been left to rot. Hmm. Then he says the number of MPs from Ashanti region exceeds that of any other region. Mm-hmm. They have to lobby for development projects for the region. Mm. They have disappointed us. We give the 47 MPs a two-week ultimatum to give us answers to our questions and wow. plans for the region. When was this If said? they ignore us, we will field parliamentary candidates for every constituency hey. to contest an incumbent. When was this said? This was 30th June, 2020. Wow. So a month. Actually, just two weeks ago. Yes. Interesting. I thought that fire hospital had been... Had been it's almost done. <laughs> but they, they are not this is interesting. 
So uh, it's not just Chen Mensa who probably is in trouble. He's very obvious because for all the surveys, he's been quite unpopular with his constituents. But Even the, for the past two elections, yes. So this, this but he, the story you are reading suggests that they are the the matter is much bigger than just Chen yes, Mensa. Because they feel that they are not benefiting from the developments they are experiencing mm. does not match their contribution to the government. But we need to look at a contribution from two angles. Voting for government or taxes. You remember there was yes. a study about taxes, taxes. when they came to yes. the bank, but the finance minister was saying that they don't get as much tax from Ashanti as they expect. Yes. So maybe we have to add that to the discussion too. Anyway, it's a minute past eight. Time for tech and social media trends and it's brought to us by Carbank. Yes, Carbank is saying enjoy a life beyond cash when you use any of their digital solutions. Whatever you desire, they have a unique solution for you. So get in touch with them. Call them on 0800-500-500. Chat with them online or social media or send them an email. Customer care at carbank.net. Carbank for it together. <clears throat> and Vodafone also bringing you the segment they are saying that 31st july that is the deadline please get all those sim cards registered with your ghana card and your gps code or else they'll just be there inactive and they will not serve any purpose so that's the word from Vodafone. Daniel Kansi is joining us with a segment. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Bernard. Um, Wafcon 2022 is trending. It's trending alongside Morocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, the women's Afcon Morocco beat Nigeria five for penalties to reach their first ever final. Um, the game was also significant because we recorded the um, record attendance in a women's game. Uh, Forty-five thousand people were present at the stadium to watch. Morocco beat Nigeria. Um, Nigeria had two red cards in the game. Morocco won on penalties. Um, Morocco, host them win. Mm-hmm. Host them win. <laughs> oh, Morocco. I mean, the people who went and do that thing to our team. Did you see the first tackle? I didn't see there was something. It's a lost I'm talking to. Morocco, they lied that too much. No, but the tackles were horrible. The tackles were bad. They were bad tackles. They were really bad tackles. And Morocco faced. The first one could have snapped the wounds. It was a bad tackle. So, red card. Yo. They should eat the cup. There's no convincing. Um, yes, Morocco faced South Africa in the final. South Africa beat Zambia 1 0 on penalties. Um, also in the trends, um, okay, let me continue the football. Um, Darwin Nunez is also trending. Why? Because another training clip oh, <laughs> from <laughs> Liverpool store in Singapore it has emerged on social media. And again, he's <laughs> for all you know, for all you know, he's keeping his goals for the main thing. <laughs> it's possible. You know, former England striker Gary Lineker, he said he never scored in warm-ups. He says he I don't know why they are worrying him. Yeah, people are just mean. People are just mean. It's not fair, but yes. Um now yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you are even doing that. That's too true. On Sunday night you are misbehaving. Oh, but he's doing his things. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is doing I come and lie is easy. Why was he missing Sadio Mane come back come be back Charlie This is training info. Um DNBP is also in the trends. Um it's a Twitter space. Um we talk about everything and anything. yesterday's topic was meat. Um like con- non-conventional meat that is supposed to taste good. I didn't know crocodile meat tasted very good. Um, <laughs> listen, then, mm. <laughs> I'll go and try it out. That's for dark meat. I've tasted it before. They mm. were talking about it also on the 
um, on the space. Um, Yao Tog is also in the trend. Yesterday, mm-hmm. um, he released a snippet of his um, upcoming uh, single. It's mm-hmm. titled Sufar to come out um, on 5th August. Mm-hmm. Um, in some tech news, and this is very interesting, uh, Uber, mm-hmm. they've agreed to pay more than $2 million in settlements. Um, why? Because um, the U.S. government brought a... a Claims against them, saying mm-hmm. that they are wait time discriminated on uh, customers with disabilities. So they have like a set uh, wait time. I think it's five minutes before then uh, charges will start kicking in. Mm. And um, the people with uh, disabilities were also um, supposed to wow. <laughs> adhere to that five minutes. So yes, mm. um, they've agreed to pay two million, and they say that uh, the two million dollars is um, refunding customers with disabilities their wait time. All right. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the, the, the City Breakfast Show. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The residents last week organized a demonstration and called on authorities to ensure work resumes on the Swami Macro stretch. The inhabitants in recent times have had a number of protests to impress on authorities to resume work on the road. After last Thursday's demonstration by the inhabitants in the area over the poor nature of a portion of the road, work has now resumed. It is in view of this that a member of parliament for Swami, Oseichi Mensabunsu, decided to visit the area and wanted to address the residents on the project. The residents did not receive this well and then started hooting at the MP and the MCE and threw various items at them. Some residents in the area have been speaking to City News on why they attacked their member of parliament.
me di free wa me de be adwuma but ye sra wo mo o mo ma ne ma mra fom akwa nti no ba ye na ma se so ka se o ba be hwe ai o ma ye tu onwa so akohwe akodi ni komo wa se e tu ko ye program no so pa wi a o si abasra ko no e no sai no o fa fom no wa hwe se na kwa ni zo ye de e siti e tu wa ba be du takwa e no mo sha se tu su a de bro no se a ni ti ya o ma ya be tu kwa no a o hwe no mo ye kwa no the member of parliament was locked in a room for hours to prevent the angry residents from attacking him. The leader of the traders, who doubles as the Ashanti regional chairman of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, Anthony Opon, apologized to the member of parliament and the municipal chief executive for the area following the attack. After escaping the attack from the Irish youth, the member of parliament for the area, Osei Chairman Sabuzu, addressed the media when he assured that efforts are being put in place to complete work on the road as early as possible. I'm the face of, I'm the face of government. So if they are, they are, they are really um, angry that it's been a while since the scraping of the surface and dust is killing them, Certainly, when they see any government official, they will vent their spleen on the person. So I'm not worried. I need to explain to them. Maybe when the difficulty happened, we should have had an avenue to have engaged them earlier. If we had engaged them earlier, I believe this wouldn't have happened. The contractor started work. Unfortunately, midway, he experienced acute shortage of bitumen. And having waited for about two weeks, he had to undertake to go to La Côte d'Ivoire to procure bitumen in order to be able to complete the works that he has started. We've spoken to the contractor who has, as I said, been able to procure the bitumen and within the next couple of days is coming to complete what he has started. That is the reshaping of the road and the application of another overlay of asphalt. So in the next three days, the hope is that we'll begin applying the asphalt and hopefully, let's say the next two weeks or three weeks, you should be able to finish with it. MPB a promise a promise a debia na boche sina no se chapia Kuchu kwa da hopa bina nenko yena debia na yena se ya nyanya Deke fina bubu wobia chine ninti babu na statene ne miamia Wafa ya mfosabeti ya mamba ya nyabri ya fedi ya sameme ne siasia Kene ya busi ya fobeti ya chia Alright, so I can see envious glances from people in other parts of the country saying, Wow, look at what the Sami people did to their MP. If only we could also do say Yes, one Benadi the Anakrom Santo Ajekojo Road has been in the budget since 2017. So I know phase one. When when this is from my Yebia. From the stubborn academy. Last time. No, that's different. Francis Yebia is uh, Madina. This road is. This road is either from Katamanso or Denta. 
hiding for two weeks. Charlie, they wanted to catch you. No, but that's different. This is people demonstrating against their MP. Yeah, but that's the point I'm making. That if we also had a situation where even the MP people. You have to go into hiding for two weeks. All right. A few more comments on this issue. All right. John Sadobo in life says, I will not condemn the attack on the Swami MP yesterday. This should send a strong signal to all politicians. The era of sugar coated wet to the electorate is long gone. They should take a cue from this. The best advice is to see uh, it happen to your colleague. Right? Mm-hmm. Please tell Carlos that Lashibi and Clagon residents say he should take note of the happenings in Swami. Mm. <laughs> All right, this is on a slightly different tangent. Mm. The Awashi traffic, Awashi Junction traffic light on the N1 has not been working for weeks. It's true, true power. Mm. This has led to the control of vehicular traffic by the police MMTD. I'm just wondering if we need to import special accessories to fix the lights. Mm. Okay. All right, uh, the Swami MP issue is a wake-up call uh, for all our leaders. It's time they set up and fix our country because the citizenry is tired mm. of the marking time our country is doing without moving forward. Quick grammatical note there. It's time, time they... They sat. Yes. yes. So it's when you say it's time or high time, yes, you use a past tense. It's time they sat fixed. Mm-hmm. It's time they sat up and fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one says, Chairman has been in Parliament for 26 years, mm-hmm. but his constituency has nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand why we keep voting for people who do nothing for us. We vote based on party colors. Hmm. Hmm. Day, I can't stop laughing. The Ghanaian voter is becoming more educated and complicated. Hmm. Joshua Ajololo in Akrasin. Mm-hmm. This one says, when the Swami Road is done, the hmm. next thing they should do is tackle the traffic caused by Trotsky drivers on that stretch. Mm-hmm. They park on two lanes, forcing all others to squeeze into the single inner lane. To drive from Suami roundabout to Afranchu could take you about two hours, a stretch you could do in 10 minutes. Mm. To worsen things, an unruly policewoman stands at a point called Cement Mu <laughs> and a Cement Mu at night and forcibly takes money from drivers with wow, no shame. Ah, look. Kofi in Tema. Wow, look. This one says, this honor, uh, honorable Che Mensa saga might be seen as a funny event, but to be honest, it's a worrying sign for our country. This isn't the first time citizens are attacking public officials, and for me, it should be a warning sign for the government and the country. That's from Sakatu in Luton. Mm-hmm. All right, Bless from Community 18 is saying, if care is not taking Sri Lanka, uh, what happened in Sri Lanka, what happened in Ghana? Because politicians are not listening to their citizens at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, another message says, <clears throat> sorry, mm-hmm. visit the Efija Kwabre area mm-hmm. and you won't be surprised that the inhabitants will physically assault their MP one day. Why? The state of the road, so deplorable and emo trouble. My sister happened to question the MP during the campaign and she was told she was talkative, okay, or she liked talking. Seven months on, I think she's justified. Uh, in her questioning, mm-hmm. uh, Ismail is asking, Is it true that Ghana is experiencing a shortfall of bitumen? Well, that's what the that was the excuse given. In fact, let's listen to Chairman Sabunsu himself. He spoke to Vuzoe Abubedu on Eyewitness News yesterday to ex- describe from his in his own words what happened. If it were to correct an impression that stories were felt in, I didn't see anybody felt Yes, sachet water, yes, but not so. Um, what happened was, you know, yes, uh, last week there was a demonstration on the road that the road had been scraped, the highway had been scraped, and it was due for rehabilitation. Um, of course, it had created some 
justice situation at the place. Um, the contractor, unfortunately, when he peeled off the uh, layers of asphalt, ran into some difficulties. The difficulty was that uh, the entire country ran short of bitumen. And he had assurance that, according to him, he had assurance that within one week, we're going to have bitumen. What didn't happen? Two weeks, it didn't happen. So he had to go to La Côte d'Ivoire to procure bitumen. And it just came last weekend. So he had programmed to start the compacting of the places he had uh, filled off. And then in a couple of days, maybe according to him, the next three days, he was going to start laying the asphalt. I wanted to go and speak with them, giving what I had heard. So I went there today, and uh, instead of, you know, going in the vehicle, I decided to walk with the MC and the highways uh, director, the regional highways director. So we went, and uh, along the line, I think after we had done about 400 meters, we were doing about one kilometer from where we were to a conference center that had been arranged for us to um, address the leaders of the artisans. So on the way, some people came, some young men came, and were complaining that the place was dusty, that had occasioned the demonstration. And I agreed with them that that was the reason why we had come. And that they deal in uh, the sale of vehicular parts uh, with the dust. They are rendered as second-hand uh, items, when indeed uh, many of them are um, first-hand, brand-new items. And of course, because the, some of them also deal in second-hand items, you cannot tell the difference between um, uh, a new item and a second-hand item. So perhaps they are forced to reduce the cost and then sell at reduced prices. Would you go against them? Second, the dust situation Inhaling the dust certainly will have a toll on them. So I've gone to plead with them that, well, fortunately, the man had procured the bitumen, and that as he had assured, the next two, three days were coming. Much more importantly, there is another program to commence this interchange at Swami, which is not far away from that place. It is a dusty situation. Uh, certainly when they start the construction, you may see dust at the place as well. So we needed to prepare them ahead of time that, yes, uh, the bigger picture is about coming. We're going to have some dusty conditions there. So please bear with government, bear with the state, and bear with those of the, bear with the contractor. Uh, some understood. Uh, some of them also didn't want to let them. Uh, the, when the police came to control the crowd, they started searching uh, the police with water. I must say that at one point, uh, one one was thrown at me, and uh, my MC, who was close to me, uh, caught it in the process. It spilled, the water in it spilled, and some caught into my shirts. So that is what happened. But we managed to get you. The conference and, uh, and address those of them okay. 
All right, but will you agree that your visit was a bit late, considering the fact that they had had a series of demonstrations protesting the bad nature of the road? Anytime I've gone to Kumasi, I've spoken about that. I've spoken about that. The, um, the, they were looking forward to the commencement of the rehabilitation works. Unfortunately, nobody envisaged that the contractor was going to run into difficulties in terms of procuring bitumen. I should think that um, the authorities ought to have, when it happened the way it happened, they ought to have maybe um, engaged the artisans that this situation uh, not foreseen had happened and that they perhaps give them the assurance that maybe maximum one month's time we would procure the bitumen and come to continue. So that communication gap, I must admit, also affected the mood of the residents and the artisans. Did you receive any of the petitions uh, from the previous demonstrations that they had? I've not received any demonstrations. I've not received any petition from anybody. As of yet, I've not received any petition from anybody at all. But you are aware of their situation and the numerous demonstrations they had had? I know of the demonstration that happened um, last was it Wednesday or Thursday. I had gone to Kumasi on Tuesday to have that lecture. And I think uh, it was a day or two after the demonstration at um, Anomani and Kwanta happened. So that is what I do know. Occasionally, you may have a group of people who would be and uh, sounding their displeasure at the state of the road. That was before before the, the layers got to be removed. The asphaltic overlay got to be removed. Occasionally, we had these uh, people sounding their anger, but they were not real demonstrations. You would see maybe uh, five people making noise by the side of the road, but really, we will not call that demonstration. Of course, expressing their anger at the fact that the road had not been attended to. Let's not forget that that road, which is part of the central spine, is the responsibility of the Ministry of Roads and Highways, because it is a highway, not an urban road or a feeder road. So the municipal authorities really don't have any direct responsibility. Equally so for even I, as a member of parliament, I don't have responsibility for that. However, you do advocacy. And every now and then, I'm speaking about that. In parliament and talking to the Minister for Roads and Transport, they need to attend to that part of the central spine. Were you worried about the way things pan out or tend when you got there today? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was worried first when I attempted, the first group I spoke to, the, the uh, took it well. But then the second group, when I met them, were saying that they wouldn't want to listen to any government official. I stayed there for a while, tried to reason with them, and they insisted that they don't want to listen to the government officials. We are fed up. 
Then I realized that there was no way I could have my way to address them and explain matters to them. So I had to leave them and uh, move on to the conference center. But just before we got there, they came to overtake us and ran quickly ahead of us. And then when they sat in the middle of the road, that they would not even allow us to go to the conference center to talk to the people. Uh, it's a big road, so those of them who were there, about, about 10, 15 of them who had sat down in the road, they couldn't occupy the entire road. So we passed by them and then moved on. And uh, a couple of policemen have come to, I mean, they, I guess they, they might have heard what was happening. So they moved in there and um, the people then, I saw somebody sell um, water, such a water, and some mineral. They stopped the, 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 the lady and started uh, taking the water, such a water from the basin that the, the woman was carrying on her head. And started throwing the acid water. First, they, they were using it on themselves. So I think they uh, were walking briskly like that. Some of them were sweating. So they were using it, I guess. Eventually, and they started. So when is the contractor expected to begin construction or work? He's already started. I told you he has done the peeling off. And now he's uh, started compacting the places that have been tilled off. In fact, after the rains, after peeling the tilling and the rain setting uh, because of the lack of bitumen, he had to suspend work. So going back, he now has to relay the base again and then do the compacting, which is what even now he's doing. So the spread of the asphalt is going to begin where he has finished the compacting. Uh, he assures me in three days' time. So that is that is it. But see, it's a dual carriage. What he's now attending to is just one side of the road. When he finishes, he will then come to the other side. So that is what it is. And I get. For us, CMS Abonsu speaking to Zoe Abu Beiru on Irish News yesterday. More on this later, but this year we celebrate the 70th anniversary of Nissan's longest-running nameplate, that the all-conquering patrol. It's remained one of the world's most loved and respected SUVs, having earned its reputation in the scorching heats of deserts, rugged mountain slopes, and modern city streets. To celebrate this milestone, Japan Motors is offering amazing freebies on every Nissan patrol you buy. Get a free 12-month service plan, fuel vouchers, MacBook Air, iPhone 13 Pro, while cruising in the best SUV ever. Call 244 or visit our showrooms nationwide for a test drive. Promo valid till mid-August. Japan Motors, driven by excellence. And running a business can be simple and stress-free with access to all your data everywhere you go if you're using Kadeba, of course. Kadeba ERP allows you to monitor your inventory, review profit margins, regulate expenses, and do so much more. It's equipped with all the relevant reports to make your business easy. Join our community of vendors today at kadeba.com where we expose your products and offerings to new markets, customers, and assist you in managing your inventory, skills, finance, and more. Call 055-654-1525. Kadeba, go mobile. And sometimes in life, things may not go as planned, but when the unexpected happens, it doesn't have to destabilize you. That's why you must make your fallback solid. Make it imperial with insurance cover from Imperial General Assurance. 
We have a wide range of insurance products such as motor, engineering, marine, bonds, accident and fire insurance. Talk to us today about your insurance needs and we'll give you the solid protection you need. We are on the first floor of the Airtel Tigo building, Kisley Hayford Avenue, or call 0577-663-880. Or come to our website, Imperial Ghana or ImperialGeneral.com. Or follow us on all our social media handles. Imperial General Assurance, solid protection. Now, uh, not only does land litigation make you spend more, it also takes your time. Make the right choice by securing your desired plot of land at Shandonia Garden, a 100-acre gated community located at Community 24, five minutes drive from the Axel Two Point of the Accra Tema Motorway. If you are interested, call 0302-765-436 or visit shandoniaproperties.com. Now, having a generator is no longer a luxury, but a must-have insurance cover for homes, offices, factories, hospitals, supermarkets, and hotels. And you can talk to G&J Technical Services because they have 28 years of experience in their 100% indigenous company, and they are specialists in the generator space. Find them on the Kolebu Mortuary Road and at Asuka on the Babayara Stadium Road near the Kumasi City Mall. G&J Technical Services, the generator people. Now, from July 1, all charging entities will be connected to the Ghana Revenue Authority Common Platform. Now, this is to ensure that the 100 CD exemption per person on a daily basis is enforced across all mobile platforms. And remember to link your Ghana card to your bank accounts and mobile numbers to enjoy the e-levy exclusions. This message is brought to you by the GRA. So, it turns out it's not only the Suyame people who have been upset. Buankra Inland Port is also not too far from... In fact, it's not far from Ejisu when you are driving into Kumasi. And last week, some of the people who used the area got upset and they said they wanted a concrete plan on commencement of work for the inland port. Iladopo Mafo has more on that particular issue. In November 2020, President Akufuado and that Santene, Otufor said to the second, cancelled for work on the abandoned Buankra inland port project to commence. This revived the long-held hope of bringing development to the area and addressed the issue of unemployment. Almost two years after the sword cutting, the hopes of the people have been dashed. The area has now become a grazing ground for cattle. The project since the Eswar John Ajekumkufo era has been touted as an initiative to drive massive development in the Ashanti region. Members of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, in the Ashanti region believe the inland ports will lessen their burden since they will not have to travel to Tema to clear their goods, which come at a high cost. Despite numerous calls for work to commence on the project, it remains abandoned, and that has left the residents highly disappointed. We are threatening to go on demonstration. Any moment from now, we are organizing. But means you, you do the demonstration. The stronghold of the government is in Ashanti region, and the project is in Ashanti region. So, when you are a native or you are living in Ashanti region, you see how disappointed we are. Now, there's this uh, media budget um, review, which is going to be presented by the finance minister. What are you expecting? You know, even the main budget, we didn't hear anything from it. But, but what are you expecting to see? Oh, we are expecting that at least just a mention of it, Krano, will be better, will be much encouraging. No, to mention it that they are coming to embark on a project? Yes. Or they have allocated a quantum of money 
for the project. Look at the administration over administration block over here. Look at the, how bushy the area is. Even you you saw the uh, cattle. Now they are resting. If it were around ten thirty going, you see so many cattle grazing on the land freely. So we are we are pleading to the government, especially the finance minister, to include Bwankra uh, inland port project in the media budget. So if that does not happen, you are going to demonstrate. As I said, we are going to demonstrate in the near future. We are planning. We are going to demonstrate because of the delay and then total neglect of Bwankra inland port by the government. The youth lament that the worst unemployment situation in the area is making life unbearable for them, since many farmers had to surrender their lands to allow for the project years ago. for the Kontihine and other opinion leaders in the area, aside from being disappointed that work has not commenced on their project, they are calling for those whose lives were taken from them to allow for the project to be compensated. Yesika <laughs> 
asase na nkasa kra dia asase na nkasa kra muntu yaka na sese se mo ni o agreement bi na every five every five years and every ten years bi am renew a na mo mo disturb o man na nkasa adwuma nka mo ni eni ni sa enti yenu ankasa ya kasa da o mbai ni o mkasa ai ya prepare ya report o ya be report o na nsen ya mo beti enka report o enche kra enche ya boabua ya the report what the ombehu nsa se ya nia ya dia se ti wona munya mun starting your project kwa na man se de mu de mu ni de suta mu du a ni ya beje afim nsam du anka beye bi na wedi kwata 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 sai in airport no am se anya dia na na do opese wo ye if you say this year se hwe mukrampo no a efitema na e ba race no am so ye nya sha se kom se ye as I said, it's a story of disappointment on the part of residents within Buankra and its surrounding communities. They are saying the unemployment situation here is unbearable, and thus they want government to ensure that work starts here so that at least this project becomes very successful as the envisaged. For City News, I'm Edward upon Marvel. Buankra. Makane pen, makane boom. Nyame mam yakoma na menka no boom. Na yanso mam be shoot me and I do the room. But me need choice, me pedi akosu o chrome. First of all, no win come am me bunu. The youth, cause baby aye do no. Yama ya dumanda wa enkranke tu ebe kuno. Yeni so beti ya ne ya dani akuko funu. Ni edi kai, abaya no bon hobai. Odi mo hana so do we see case dying. University awa plano wudi degree need to pay. Apa mo noni akopra, anasa techi mai. If you do funny hypocrisy, dear. Yam Pawa Samoa, not just all kind of bread. Yam, I mean, no fools won't you, now you're bread. A jack, Sukukra, and Yansa, dear, you are your bread. You're paying for the Yamon kind of bread. In Tibu, who sent your Ghana for a bread. Oh, you're too new, Kumo has a store yesterday. Many trusted with you too, say a jet. Omukuya, so would you want to know? In Tian Tuabana Mumboy and Futu, Bukunya, a yeah, Mamumbria crew. Eight forty-two city breakfast show. Interesting time. This song was done probably in the 2014-2013 period. Well, in- interestingly, the Afrobarometer report is saying that Ghanaians feel the same way today as they did in 2014. Even for 2014, we had an economic crisis. We had doom so that led us to the IMF. We have similar issues today. I'm sure there are more comments mm-hmm. on the situation with infrastructure. Yes, yes, yes. This one says, I think there's a disconnection when it comes to the railway line. Mm-hmm. If my memory serves uh, me right, mm-hmm. there's a railway line from Takwadi to Kumasi through Sokoban, Kasi, mm-hmm. uh, Kasi and etc. Et as well as the one from Accra to Kumasi, which passes through Konongubu and Kray Jisoo. Mm-hmm. So where is the diversion taking place? Okay. Mm-hmm. Another message says, Osei Chemenza Bosu has his share of the Ukraine 
Russia war. Thanks to the guys. That's from Asafwache Abolo. Alright, this one says we need to start electing MMDs fast, fast. Mm. Then we need to ban MPs from promising to fix roads, mm. schools, etc. Mm-hmm. And let voters understand they are not responsible for these things. Mm. Else we'll lose very good MPs. Their performances, their performance cannot be judged by roads. I find it very uncomfortable when communities complain about their roads. And the first question some people ask is who is their MP? Mm. And call them to answer questions. When they don't bother calling the DC in the area. Okay. Well, yes, the MC was there as well. Joining us to tell us more about the situation in Suyame and the agitation in the Ashanti region for development. Edward, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. So is Suyame an isolated incident or are there other issues in the region that uh, that are agitating the, the people? Uh, Bernard, uh, it looks like the Suyame issue has just come up, but other areas also have been agitated. But uh, the, the way uh, this one happened, the Swami incident happened, is quite unique. But in recent weeks, we've had a number of youth groups. Uh, we have the Bantma Youth Group. We have the Ashanti uh, Youth Association. We've had the Asokori Mampon Youth Association. They've all had press conferences and other forms of protest just to call on authorities to address their concerns. And they, even Swami Youth also, they've had a number of protests as well. And so the call is that if you... There's a total neglect, a neglect of the Ashanti region, and there have been a number of promises uh, from government, but they have not been able to fulfill them. So it looks like they are all connected. And so the Swami one appears to be one of the ones that we've seen so far, but other ones are expected. Mm. With the Swami incident, for instance, um, the people feel that Swami Enclave, it employs a lot of people. A lot of people uh, work around the Swami magazine area. And government officials have, on a number of occasions, uh, given them assurances that they're going to develop the entire area into an industrial hub. And that's the first term of the Okufuado government. They made such promises. They were not able to fulfill them. And the first term and the second term, they've also been making such promises that so far, they have not seen anything yet, and they feel that uh, it's a form of disappointment. And not only that, they, they also complain about the fact that they have to travel for long, as they have to travel to Sema to clear their goods and all that. And government assured them that they're going to work on the Buankra Ilan port. And that's something that they were so excited about it. And coincidentally, when... Uh, government in the 2021 budget, government announced that they were going to work on the Buankrai inland port, and which was even read by their own MP, the Swami MP. He presented that budget. He talked about it. They felt, indeed, once the Buankrai inland port uh, work starts and is completed, it will, it will really enhance their work and their burden will be reduced to an extent. But that has not been done. Not only that, um, the government has assured them on a number of occasions that they are going to have the Swami interchange project. But so far, nothing has been done. They've been, um, they've been having a number of promises. Government keeps assuring them that, indeed, that is going to be done. But mm. as we see, I see. So, 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 so the Buangkwa Inland Port, port the, the road that they did a demonstration on yesterday and the Swami interchange are three examples. But you say the youth groups have been holding press conferences. Are there other infrastructure projects in Ashanti that they are concerned about? Are they specific with their 
with the roads, or is this a general dissatisfaction with development? Well, it's a general dissatisfaction with development, and also talk about uh, a lot of infrastructure projects that they feel they deserve but are not getting. They even talk about some health projects that have been abandoned and that uh, for a very long time, those projects have not been completed. So um, they cited uh, the Konongo one, the Konongo Government Hospital. And Bernard, what is interesting about the Konongo Government Hospital is that we are done with the entire project, but it's just leveled and it's a kilometer, some short kilometers of um, road that is supposed to be constructed. And because that has not been done, the project um, is just there and nothing is happening there. That's it. And they even talk about the Sewa Hospital, they talk about the Fari Hospital, and a number of them. So it, when it comes to health projects, they feel the government is not doing its best to really give the people the very best. And um, even complain about uh, the uh, Sofo Line Interchange. And you see, with the Sofo Line Interchange project, it started during former President Kofor's time, and since that time, the project has still not been completed. And even with how the interchange is, the people are saying it's not an interchange, it's a flyover, and that they don't really uh, get to see any kind of monumental project within the region. And so they feel government is not paying attention to them government has promised of the Aologa interchange project that has not been done as well. So it looks like a lot of things have bottled up. People are not happy with respect to what is going on. And, and so the issue about the construction on the Macro Road was just a trigger. Mm. But, but why is Chain Mensah's constituency the only one where people are doing this? I mean, it, some of the projects like Sofoline Interchange, I'm not sure they are in Suyami. I'm also told the uh, the, the Santasi Road as well has an issue. Is it Pechi or Santasi? There are quite a, lot, a number of roads that people are, 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 are not. Santasi Apure. How come only Chairman Sabunsu is, is getting this type of protest? Is it because of the majority leader? Well, with Chairman Sabunsu's issue, like I was saying initially, it looks like it's one of those, the first ones that have really come up. If you interact with people, it looks like they are angry. And so other ones are expected if some kind of actions are not taken. But the chairman's situation is the fact that uh, he has been in parliament for a very long time. And uh, they know how influential, they perceive him to be someone who is influential. So they, they know that once he lobbies, uh, the rules, the rules and highways minister should listen to him and make sure those things are done. They feel that once he talks to the president, those concerns will be addressed. So they see him as a powerful figure, but they are not really seeing that um, on the ground. They are not; it's not manifesting, and that's something they are disappointed about. And they say that he keeps assuring them too. He keeps giving them assurances that oh, we are going to do this, but the time elapses and then nothing will be done and then he will reassure them and nothing happens how how angry were they yesterday and was there was the mp in any real danger of being hurt well um had it not been the intervention of the police it could have escalated what happened was that the mp got to the area Initially, he had planned to have an engagement with the leadership of the uh, traders. And so they were supposed to meet at a conference room. But before then, he had to inspect the work. He had to just use the same strength. And you see, work had just resumed. And so if there was an opportunity to also just use that strength, and then later he will meet the people there. 
and the people actually were not uh, taking it easy at all. They were so angry with him. And if and when he was even entering the the conference room where it was supposed to happen, people were insulting him and he could hear all those ones. People, as some people were telling him that they are not going to vote for him again, they are not going to vote for his party and all that. And that was when people started parking um, sachet water and uh, throwing them at him and all that. So even after he entered that conference room and he was inside for a very long time, and while he was inside, other police officers even came in and people were trying to even demand to get inside too. And we, we can't tell what they were planning to do as once they were given access to enter and have access to him. But after everything, when he tried coming out, people still started uh, throwing those sachet water at him and then um, they were hooting and all that. Do, do we expect the agitations to lead to any major shocks during the primaries for the MPP in particular? For, for, for that... <laughs> The, most of the people who are really agitating are not those who, uh, um, they are not really the ones that can vote even during their primaries. Some of them, as in most of the people who are agitating are not uh, the card-bearing members, but they are people who feel like, well, I was born into the party, uh, maybe I'll not vote. In fact, yesterday I saw one man, uh, one young man, who just destroyed his voter's ID. He said he doesn't like what is going on, so he just destroyed it. He said that's the only thing that will prevent him from voting. He feels that if it gets to election period, and um, he may be tempted to vote for the people. So they feel that they may still vote for him all right, but they, want, they may still vote for the party, but they want them to work hard. And that's the, the feeling. It doesn't look like they... They, they, they see that, oh, this is going to affect him. But for Jim Insta in particular, some of the people were saying that, well, they don't want him to be their MP. They just need a new face because he has gone for seven different occasions and all these things. So I mean, it doesn't really look like uh, an area that will say that, oh, our MP is this influential in Parliament and he's not able to push for us. And so and the argument, too, that comes from the angle of the MP is that, well, some of these are not supposed to be done by him directly. And so uh, the people don't really get to know the difference between the work of the MP and with respect to how development is supposed to be done on the ground in the various um, constituencies as well. Thank you very much, Edward, for your report. Edward Apomafo, Shanti Regional uh, Bureau Chief. All right, so those of you in uh, other parts of the country wondering why the uh, the, the Kumasi road comes such a big issue. The other concern as well, this road has been on our lips for many, many months. If finally we are told there's some work going to happen on the road. We are talking about the Domikitasi road. Philip Nilate visited the road to find out how work had started. That is first sky. And, uh, that, that road project had suffered some delays initially. But now there's a new contractor. Funding has been sourced. So let's do a quick check on progress so far in terms of starting and when they hope to finish. This road is a 23-kilometer road. Uh, this is very fit. Okay. And this is where I work. About 50, 54 years ago, I spent over 8,000 on it. 8,000? Yes. 54 weeks ago. That's one and one year, two weeks or so. Yeah. I spent over 8,000 on this car. 8,000 doing what? Maintenance. Shocks, a whole lot of things. The same applies to other drivers too. 
Sometimes you go to shop two weeks, uh, a week two times or three times, and you can be going, moving on the road, and you see a, a stone to your tire into two, and it cannot be fixed again. You have to buy another one. Yes, that's what we have been going through. Our expectation of the driver is that we need a quota, not just reshipping those kind of things, like former things. We need a quota. Because at times they will just come and reship it and leave it for, for so many months. Like last three months, they didn't do anything about it. And you know, it started raining uh, from May. So it made the, 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 the road bad. You can't do anything about it. So we are, we are, our expectation is that let the contractor fix the road proper, while and uh, quota it. Maintenance and then our engine, because of the dust, very soon then your engine's off. You have to get another engine. These are the challenges that we are facing. And you also forsake, yeah, because of the dust. So these are the challenges that we are facing. But now that uh, we heard that they, they have given it to a contract, uh, we pray that they will do and do it well, so that it will last. And some of the car owners, if they give you a car, and the moment that uh, they hear or they saw the car in Brekusu Road, then they take their car. With the condition of the road, it's too bad. Me, myself, driving on the road from Kwabenya to here, Every month, after, uh, I'll, 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 be, I'll get cold. Every month, with the dust, it's too much. We can't stand it. And using car here, with your tie, all the time you, you get problems with your tie. Uh, the shocks, ball joints, the dust will enter into the car. It's, 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 it's hell. That's why we, we, we are praying for them to finish. They said they are coming to start the road. They should finish and finish well. Not that they will come and just uh, uh, grade it and leave it and go away. We are praying with them. They should finish and finish well. That is that is that is our, 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 our wish. It, this road has been like this for how long? Oh, so many years. Let's say 16, 15 years ago. Wow. Mm. Nothing has been done about. No, 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 no. They only come and then grade it and then they will, they will, they will, they will go away. Our shocks. You need to be changing your shocks. Aside that, you need to be buying new ties. One time, one of the ties cut uh, deep. Uh, the, the stone cut deep into Whoa. our tie, and we have to change the tie. It's been happening each and every time. And when you speak to the authority, they, they keep on telling you, oh, in June, we'll do it. Uh, we don't know which June we'll, they'll finish this route. Honorable OBMWA promised us some, uh, last year that by June they'll do this route. It's, it's more than a year now. No one has come and to now this. They, they've awarded the contract to Sky uh, First Sky, and uh, the contractor is on site. They keep on saying that, but we've not seen anyone doing this road. It's up there. What, what, what would you like to see from the contractor this time around? We want, we want to see action. We want to see them on the road, starting with their gutters. Then they should come and tie the road. That's what we want to see. So uh, normally, what they do is that they'll come and they'll come and grade the road. When it's uh, getting to elections, then after that, then they go back. They go to sleep. They tell us that they've awarded a contract to so so and so. As you also mentioned, a name of a contractor. Last year they mentioned a different contractor. Today we are telling them of a contractor. Now, what's happening is that they tell you this so so and so contractor is coming. The following year they come and tell you another contractor is coming. So we don't know which contractor 
is doing this job. I appeal to the report that if you talk to the Minister of Road, if he has awarded the contract, truly he should come, let's see, and let them start the, the gutters first. Look at this side of the road, too. It's, it's so bad, it's terrible. And because of that, a lot of people don't want to come here. We don't, we don't get any developmental uh, projects. It's like we are cut off. Students and management of the Ashasi University, which is along the Dom Ketasi Road, bear the brunt of the deplorable nature of the 23-kilometer uh, stretch. I'm here at the institution to speak to the Director of Communications, Ebenezer Bachman, to tell me the impact, the bad nature of the road is having on them. The difficulty has been, you know, all our employees, faculty, staff, um, you know, everyone that works here commutes on, on this road to, to come to Oshese. And I think generally trying to um, work, you know, as an institution, teaching students, um, faculty and staff com- commuting both ways can be really, uh, I think, draining. But uh, I think more critically, it, it, it's made it really hard to engage with the world outside of Oshese. Because if you're trying to invite, you know, resource people, experts, um, other academics to come share knowledge, work with us, partner, it's really hard for people to make the journey up to Oshese. And so we've been grappling with that over the last um, um, decade or so and um, learning that the, the road is being prior, prioritized as a project um, to be finished over the next 24 months. Uh, I think most of us are really looking forward to it. Um, it's It's been a conversation that's been happening uh, for several years. We've had a few contractors who, who have started and have been unable to finish. Um, but but I think we are, we are, we are hopeful that um, this time the com- com- commitment will be uh, much more firm. Uh, I think we've seen the contractor already begin some, some work, and we're hoping that um, it's, 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 it's going to be seen through. A moment of silence. Philip Neal, Atia's report from the Dome area. It's basically the Dome Kitasi Road, 23 kilometers. And first car we are told has begun, or they are supposed to have begun. What are the details of that road? And do you know what the contract, how much is the contract sum and all of those things? Well, it's a 195 million CD contract. All right. It will cover 23 kilometers. Mm-hmm. We'll start at the Dome Roundabout. Okay. And then that Kitase mm-hmm. near Pediasi. Mm-hmm. Now it includes the construction of a 16.3 kilometer two-lane single carriageway. Okay. With asphaltic concrete surfacing. Mm-hmm. The provision of 2.8 kilometer asphaltic concrete surfacing mm-hmm. dual carriageway arterial mm-hmm. with auxiliary lanes on both sides for drop off and pick up mm-hmm. and the provision of a one kilometer two lane single carriageway mm. for Ashesu University nice. also with asphaltic concrete surfacing. Mm-hmm. Now the project is supposed to last for twenty four months. Two years. Two years. It's being funded by the Kuwaiti Fund for Arab for Arab Economic Development mm-hmm. and the Ghana government. So, so it will finish mid twenty twenty four. Construction work according to the roads minister mm. will start at the end of this month. So end of of July, it starts. We'll finish end of July 2024, just in time for the elections. Alright, a few more comments. Yeah, this one says Ghana's future will be determined and shaped by visionary and accountable leadership. Mm. The onus, however, lies on young people to demand that leadership, reliable, trackable data. Uh, 
will play a fundamental role in monitoring the progress of governments in delivering governance. Assaulting the leaders is not the right way to go. <laughs> Voting them out is the power we have now. That's what um, somebody's saying. Mm. This was, I hope Carlos Ahinkra is listening. A word to the wise. <laughs> All right, this one says, the most annoying mm. of... Um, Area roads are the Abattoir Steel Bridge all the way to Committee 18 Roundabout, mm. the south boundary. I know that road. Boundary road it think. is a terrible road. So this person has issues mm. with... It says something... Okay, Committee 20. says mm. Committee 20 has a major Jasmine Road mm. separating it into parts. Mm-hmm. and goes on to list the upside where Dambotri, Ambrose Dairy and the like live around the Abudu Isaka Park has been beautifully paved mm. while the uh, the eastern parts have been left abandoned. Right? Mm-hmm. This one says, uh, should repeat the words of Dr. Baumia to his Siami constituent that one Ghana card is more important than thousands of interchanges. Oh, they won't pelt him again with sachet water. <laughs> oh, this Lord. one says, I wonder what the other regions feel god help mpp and ghana this one says what's happening in the ashanti region specifically to chairman sabu is just a tip of the iceberg mm. this government according to its data has mm. constructed 10,885 kilometers of road and unfortunately and it's unfortunate the blood bank for the party seems not to get its share mm. okay and from Spintech says the leaders of this country should wake up and save the country from collapse. Mm. What happened in Swami is a shame and a rejection of the government by the people who voted for them. Mm. Atu from Pokwasi says, please tell Moses a name. The people of Pokwasi, mm-hmm. Katapo, mm-hmm. and Domiabra go show them. <laughs> Come and see our Sakura Road left years to deteriorate under the mercy of tipper trucks and Charlie, tipper trucks need to pay a special tax for using some of our roads because they destroy the roads so bad but you know i've been sometimes i have been in places where certain kinds of cars mm-hmm. are not allowed on certain kinds of roads for Ghana, everything goes over. tipper trucks they even speed if if you reach the industrial part you know in parts of tema mm-hmm. Some of the roads are different. Like mm-hmm. they use the pavements. Yes. They know the heavy trucks. Heavy trucks use those roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, th- and we know the popular roads. For instance, we knew why we know why the Tama motorway was built the way it was built yes. back then because mm-hmm. it was supposed to mm-hmm. convey things and yeah. a certain kind of uh, and weight of cars would use it. I don't think we respect that axle load thing in Ghana. Yeah, but Charlie, yes, look at our own. I've been in construction for some time now and dust suppression is an item on every contractor's bill. Why are the highways and engineers not enforcing the contractor to em- comply per their method statement? This is widespread and appalling. In some jurisdictions, the contractor could be fined or banned. Where is EPA in all of this? Our system is just flawed. The supervising consultant needs to be sacked. Don't let it go. More comments. What are the issues? High unemployment, high inflation, high and unsustainable development, government or family and friends, high level corruption. <laughs> and All right, so it says the issues are the same in Ghana. The earlier the government st- 
started taking pragmatic steps to avert total collapse, the better it will be. Mm. And the person, the premise was that he says the things happening in Sri Lanka aren't oh. too far away mm. from us. I right? see. This person no. is very unhappy with the Sechi Mensambosu. Hey. He says the people uh, said he had been pelted with sachet water. He said, but he was denying it in his interview. Mm. I don't feel pity for him one bit. Mm. In fact, other MPs and DCs should expect more. Hey. They are becoming a nuisance to hey. us lately. Hey. Every road in my constituency has been filled with manholes. Is that terrible? He didn't mention his constituency. Okay. This one says, I live in the Fijakwabre district and mm. the roads are the worst. And we don't have consistent power supply. We can go off for two days and sometimes the whole day. Sometimes the whole day. That's wow. If you just grab Ashanti. Babamu from uh, Tamale Central mm-hmm. says, until some of our MPs start, stop taking their constituents for granted, we shall continue to witness many of these incidents. All right. And Kojo from Dansuman says, this is no joke. Mm. This is a road that is too bad and you want to scrape it for reconstruction and to date nothing is being done. Mm. See what they have done to La Polyclinic and Trade Fair. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is serious. Okay, another one says it's hard to say the same thing for the Yaifa Terman Road mm-hmm. as it is as bad as hell. It's true, it's mm-hmm. true. It takes you 25 minutes to drive on that road instead of five. Mm. I agree with the people of Swami, my zine, mm. and I can't wait for the people of Yaifa Terman to demonstrate. and I'll gladly join. They will not, de- they won't do anything. We just send text message to the breakfast room and go to a few more people are mentioning communities that also require <laughs> attention yeah mm. says uh, Bernard why are the tipper trucks with double and triple axles now running local supply as back then, it was single axle, which was lightweight. That's the question we're asking. Nobody's it enforcing says, that. But quite to uh, Dompasse on the main Kumasi Cape Coast Highway. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Mm. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let, let me read this one. Jifa mm-hmm. from Sam Sam. Or Sam Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam Says, um, I don't know if any of the team members uh, knows the road that leads to the Accra Technical University news site at some some in Pemihuasen. I think Philip did a report there some time back, but it's been a bit, it's been a while. Okay. And says you can, can you pay a visit one of these days and Why? see how the university has been abandoned like it's no... And it says the dangerous nature of the road is beyond description. China. Wow. So this is some some to ATU's new campus. John Tete Kwashi from Jolu mm-hmm. says what actually happened at Swami Mazin is an indication to politicians to be very selective in their campaign messages to voters. Mm-hmm. 28 years in parliament, why are the only sensible and enlightened persons uh, in the constituency? Okay, all right. The, oh, that's Comment it. doesn't really make yeah, sense. Kudos to the people of Swami. Mm. Our leaders wake up. That's mm. from Zilex Dwayne in London. Mm. So support for the demo all yeah. around. This one is from Fred. It says, Danfa Road, even after the demonstrations, um, I hasn't seen any work. More demonstrations ahead. <laughs> but I guess the Ashanti people will get more uh, response because they are a stronghold of the governing party. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be, there seems to be a groundswell of disaffection within the party, even as we saw in the results of the election. So this will probably go further than some of the other places you're mentioning. because And this is the majority leader. This is the majority leader. 
you know, and the Samsung Road is is a terrible road. I've used it before. I remember we had two projects there uh, when we did the uh, Help a Christmas Child. These are <laughs> major roads in the outskirts of Accra that have been uh, left to rot. Maybe we need to talk about the Axel Road issue shortly. Now, if you're an HR practitioner or a graduate in any field who wishes to become an HR practitioner, professional certification is a demonstration of your competence, commitment to excellence, and higher professional standards. So you need to get certified because it gives you the recognition you need and the expertise to respond to all the key technical issues regarding people management and organizational growth. And the global professional HR certification in six months, weekend tuition with fiscal and online options available. Now contact the approved provider of the global professional HR certification in Ghana, the HR Certification Center. Call 0244-822-855 or visit phrglobal.com for more information. And yes, the Ghana Pay has landed. A landing. With the only Ghana Pay mobile money service, you can send and receive money at zero transaction fee, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank account and do so much more your way. Download the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store. You can register by dialing star 707 hash. Visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transactions are free. You only pay e-levy. Ghana Pay your money your way. Over Ghana Pay is a Gibbs and Ghana Association of Bankers collaboration. And if you're looking for a home that does not compromise on quality and style, Qua Realty has the perfect home for you. Call 0277-890-000. Book your viewing today at the Pristine Garden Homes located Sakumano Community 14 next to the Celebrity Golf Club or visit Qua Realty for more information. That's quarrealty.com. All right, so listen to my, my concern. With all these bad roads and all the challenges that we've been talking about, you would have thought that with the reopening of the Accra Tema Railway Line, more people would go on the train and be happy that there's a train that runs. Because trust me, try train from Tema to Accra, you avoid the motorway traffic, you avoid the potholes, you can read a book, you can have an, an enjoyment of the scenery. Yesterday, Caleb took the train. It wasn't that full. I don't know whether people did not know. <laughs> this is a major rail line. Remember, he did a report from uh, from uh, in Sawam, and they said because of the seizure of the train service, a lot of young people were not getting work to do because for most of them they depend on the train to get to town and come back. So for Tema to Accra, for Sawam to Accra, for Adenta to Accra, a railway line is a no-brainer. Look at the places where people live, like Kojo, the Amrahia people. They always complain about the traffic. The Dodoa people. Imagine if they had a railway line from Dodoa to Accra. It would make life so simple. Probably we should invest more in railway lines and forget about all these road conversations. I'll bring you a quick report. The 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 the, the, the ride yesterday was poorly patronized, and I was really disappointed. Oh, many people didn't know. Started the first uh, first trip was five thirty in the morning, and according to Caleb, it was not highly patronized. Anyway, more roads are coming up for conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ashaiman, Washington Road. Mm. The holes on the road are indescribable. Mm. Um, the most annoying thing is that we have people who take money from the Trotsky drivers, and when you ask them to work on the road, they respond by telling you that they don't fix roads. That's mm. Richardson mm. from Ashaiman, Washington. 
More messages. The road linking Dodoa to Afinia all the way to Dorinya is in a poor state and the tipper trucks are making it worse. God save Ghana. Mohammed from Afinia sent that one. This one says, um, Swam is even lucky their MP came around. Don't cut We don't know if we have an MP. <laughs> Oh no, Charlie, sorry. Um, but then see the stretch between Peve and Have on the Eastern Corridor Road has four feet manholes, four foot manholes. Swami just paved the way for more. Volta MPs, get ready. That's Godwin John Madina. <laughs> All right, more messages. This one says, Why should we suffer? Or why must we suffer in this country? When we are just trying to live a normal life. And the person was also talking about the Santoro. It says, been at Santoro just this morning, my exhaust here. I think oh, Santoro will not get the road done. My theory is that because they are doing the Bortiman Road, the connection from Ashaman to Medina will now be through Bortiman. Caleb was there for around town. So Santoro people, I think you lose. But I don't know. Maybe maybe Caleb will tell us more later when we, when we come back to the road issue. Because there are two major routes from that tema, Ashaman Enclave into Ashalibotri. And the Santor Road has been the most talked about. But because the, uh, I think they call it the All Africa Games will be held at Bortiman, they've hastened that road, mm-hmm. which goes through School Junction to the motorway. And I guess once that road is done, it's like an alternative to Santor. So Santor people, either you move your house to Bortiman or you do something. I don't know. We'll be right back with a quick interview. We'll be speaking to a uh, Mastercard's uh, country director before we go for a break. And then when we come back, we'll continue with the road conversation and also talk about the real sector. All right, so Mastercard is a leading global technology uh, provider, the largest and fastest growing African payment gateway. Now, as part of efforts to support SMEs by bringing innovative online financial transaction services that are fast, affordable, safe, and secure, the partnership with DOP showcases Mastercard's commitment uh, of the inclusion of small businesses in the financial and digital ecosystem post-COVID. Today we have with us on phone Bosman Kwapo, Country Director of Mastercard Ghana, to share a few thoughts on this and other issues with us. Bosman, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Hello, Bosman. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you very much. So tell us about Mastercard's vision and your strategy in Ghana. Um, just to sort of give you a perspective around what our vision globally is and, and what our commitment is. Mastercard has committed to connect over 1 billion people into the data economy by 2025. And in this vision, the view is that uh, Mastercard should be able to support over 50 million small businesses with specific emphasis on, 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 on um, businesses that are being run by, by women, right? And so in that vision, we are seeking to support over 25 million um, women entrepreneurs over the period between now to 2025. And that is the vision that we sort of um, work on in Ghana. And in Ghana specifically, we are working with our key partners, which is the bank, um, fintechs, and telcos, among other partners, with a view of connecting businesses 
to the digital economy. And as we move along, I'll still talk mm. to specific initiatives mm. that we have done to drive this in Ghana. So what are your offerings and your unique value propositions to the Ghanaian market? I think uh, if you look at our core business and what we are traditionally known for, it is our card business, right? Where So everybody think about MasterCard, everybody think about um, having a MasterCard in their hand to be able to transact, right? Um, but when we talk about what is what makes MasterCard unique, if you look at it, we are the only global technology payment company that uh, is unique, uniquely situated to provide what we call account-to-account transaction, card-to-card transaction, and, and blockchain technology. If you look at the car, um, the, tra- the payment rules, these are the three um, rules that support payment across the group. And MasterCard has the comprehensive infrastructure, platform systems, and expertise that seamlessly supports the ongoing uh, uh, on- ongoing solutions around this payment rule. And that is really our claim to fame. But working with our partners, we try to deploy this technology to the benefit of the final consumer, which is me and you, or a business sitting anywhere in Ghana. You recently announced a partnership with DPO. What's the rationale behind this partnership, and how will it benefit Ghanaian businesses? So if you look at the overall global objective of connecting 1 million people, um, we cannot do it alone. We need to partner with key financial technology companies to be able to do it. And the partnership with DPO is an important milestone to achieving that vision. And if you look at um, the way DPO has been structured and situated, they have been able to onboard over 40 thousand online merchants, including airlines, travel agents, operators, small businesses, e-commerce sector. And that is the connection that MasterCard brings, that a Ghanaian business person can connect to this platform and immediately have access to this network of online merchants that they can interact and do business with. And this, we believe, would catapult Ghanaian businesses to have access to multiple markets across Africa and the globe. Mm. Let's talk about SMEs. How can our SMEs leverage your solutions to, to scale up their businesses then? So if you look at the thoughts around SME and how we can support, we have positioned it in three main streams. One is how do we create digital access for SMEs? Um, how do we provide financial access to them? And how do we support their businesses as they go online? Because when they go online, one of the key risks is cyber, secu- um, cyber security or cyber fraud, right? So those are the three streams of um, support that we provide. In terms of digital access, we have partnered with multiple organizations such as Samsung, Etel, and Asante. And if you hear the name Asante, you can see the, the Ghanaian in it. Um, with a, a solution called MasterCard Pay on, and this enables um, um, small businesses and individuals to pay um, for to pay for the services that they consume, and this enables them to have access. Hello. Hello. Yes, you said this continues to have access, and then we lost you. Okay. So when, when you look at financial access, what we have been able to work with a number of partners is what we call the MasterCard Farmers Network. 
And this network connects smallholder farmers to agents, buyers, service providers, and financial institutions with a unique digital identity for a farmer that enables them to, one, sell their farm produce, but more importantly, get input and also receive payments in the agri ecosystem. So if you look at it, this is really um, to enable farmers have a payment solution that they have hitherto not have. And if you look at another stream of it, which is MasterCard Farm Pay, it is a solution that is scalable that enables um, origination and credit um, application to drive financial inclusion for unbanked in the rural areas um, within Ghana and across Africa. So those are some of the things that we have done. And lastly, um, on the cyber security space, what we have done is to create uh, a free online uh, toolkit that small businesses can leverage um, to, 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 to prevent cyber fraud on their platform, right? Along with some industry heavyweights, we have also supported with what we call Cyber Resilience Program, which is a free practical step-to-step guide for SMEs focused on four key cyber security areas, which is authentication and password, software updates, among others. So those are the areas that we support businesses on an ongoing basis to make sure that they leverage on the digital economy that is being created. Mm. This is still City Breakfast Show. We're talking to the country uh Director for the Mastercard Ghana, Bosman Kwapon, telling us about their strategy for Ghana, their partnership with DPO, and the opportunities they have for SMEs in Ghana to grow. Now, Bosman, before you go, let's talk about two other things. Talk about some of your other initiatives uh, aimed at supporting SMEs in both Ghana and the West African sub-region. So, first and foremost, Mastercard have a center for inclusive growth. And this center provides philanthropic support to enable financial literacy training and access to financial tools for entrepreneurs. And, and that is one of the places that I will advise a lot of SMEs to visit to see how they can leverage on these tools to develop. MasterCard also has a program called StartPath, which has enabled fintechs like Flutterwave, Max, Hello Tractor in Ghana and Nigeria to have access to a global network of innovators that enables them to scale and build um, a digital economy or a digital business. Hello? Um, hello, Tractor. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yes, we lost you briefly. You're talking about the digital business? Yes. So, Hello, Tractor is something that is a creation of a MasterCard startup, uh, startup. And Hello, Tractor has created an equitable access for tractor services across the country. So if you're a farmer and you need access to tractors to plow your land in, especially during the farming season, you can go on Hello Tractor and call a tractor to your farm. And this is some of the innovations that we have partnered with uh, different fintechs to be able to support small businesses on an ongoing basis. Let's end by talking about women inclusion. This has been highlighted as an essential key in reducing poverty the world over, more specifically in Ghana. So my question is, what should stakeholders uh, do to encourage more female participation in the economy? So the interesting thing is MasterCard did a research 
which is the MasterCard Index for Women Entrepreneurs. And it shows that Ghana and Botswana are the top three countries across the globe that women um, entrepreneurs are really fused into the economy. So don't, 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 if you look at it, women play an important part in the SME landscape in Ghana and across the globe. And Ghana and Botswana and Uganda shows that the they women are really, really participating in this. Another one of our indices shows that women, 81% of women, have been able to digitize their business. So when we are talking about digitization, it shows that women have led the way. Um, and if you compare it to men, 68% of men have been able to digitize their, their, their businesses after the pandemic. Right. So despite the challenges of um, COVID pandemic, women have shown that they are resilient, um, they, they are confident, and they are adaptable to situations. And that is where, for us, because these indices are showing these numbers, we, we concentrate and focus on women to support them on an ongoing basis. So if you look at one of the areas that we are seeking, we are supporting, is really how do we create more microfinances for businesses around um, a number of um, ecosystems such as the FMCG space um, to get access to credit that these people have never had access to. Fantastic stuff. Congratulations on all the good work. Thank you for talking to us, uh, Bosman Kwapong, Country Director for MasterCard Ghana. All right. That was a nice one. The root conversation has not ended. Now, here's an interesting message. Bernadi. <laughs> Ghana as a whole is a construction site. Tipper trucks move key materials because of the spread of projects everywhere. Trucks will have to go everywhere. Please, let's just fix the road. Well, there are a number of roads that have come up for special mention this morning. And we'll be going through some of those. We'll also talk about the rail system. Whether people are interested in even taking trains at all, for us to even invest money in it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the, the, the City Breakfast Show. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Hmm. Hungry man say fix the country. Belle food say fix yourself.
935. You're listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sounds of a free. Because this one country hot. Please, your messages are still welcome. 0549-986-996. If you have a voice note, please send it to that same number. 0549-986-996. Messages are just flooding in. People are talking about roads, roads, roads. And more roads will be... Uh, Talking about trains in a second, though. But you can reserve a Dodua Hills premium plot located at Dodua near the fire service today and enjoy secured, gated community living with swag. They've got everything you want. Electricity, shopping center, gym and fitness center, swimming pool, a tired road. Aha, uh-huh, a tired road. Just pay a 5,000 CD deposit to reserve a Dodua Hills plot and spread the balance within a year to own your premium plot today. Or you can pay 5% of the total amount to reserve a three and four bedroom executive house located at North Ligon and spread the balance within three years. Now you can call Dodua Hills on 0540-633-569 and 0249-399932 or visit dodowahillsgh.com for more details. And when you buy anything, it has to be the best. And the best cement on the market is Diamond 42.5 hour grade. They also have the affordable 32.5 hour grade, which means there's a good deal for everybody and that's great value for your pocket. Call Diamond Cement on 0244-313-368 or 0540-111-978 or 0202-021-175. Diamond Cement still hard as a diamond. And remember that they've got factories in Takradi and Buipe Anaplau as well. And Coco Dairy is a fully plant-based milk. Coco is spelled K-O-K-O. K-O-K-O. Remember, it's dairy-free, lactose-free, cholesterol-free, GMO-free, soya-free, allergy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, and it's 100% vegan. And it goes with everything. All the shakes, the cereals, tea, coffee, dairy soakings, anything that you can gulp down. Cocoa milk goes with it. It's brilliant. And it's been approved by the Vegan Society of the UK and FDA. So it's good. Find it at all Melcom shops, NS Chemist shops, Bachelor, Total, and all supermarkets. And you can call 0274-440-180 for more. Or visit their Facebook page at Coco Dairy Free GH. K-O-K-O Dairy Free GH. I see the comments coming in. I'll read as many of them as possible before we leave. So many.
And let's stay with transportation. And let's talk train. Keteki. Keteki. <laughs> now, train shuttle service from Tematuaka resumed on Friday after two years of suspension. Now, the authorities say COVID badly hit them and so they had to uh, go and re-strategize and all. My colleague Caleb Kuda, he caught a ride from Achimota to the Accra um, station and uh, he's uh, giving us this report. After that, we'll, we'll get back to the road, but let's just have a feel of the train service and then when we come back, we do some more roads. The train shuttle services are back. This morning, a train has been moving from Tema through to Accra. It's transited through um, Achimota station where we met it. Good in the pedicure water ticket and pay. How do you feel, sir? Train or this as I'm by Oh, I am it because around this time the traffic work on so you're not nodding. It's a train with full fear and I'll be drawn out for us. It's here, yeah, less than five minutes. Can all the work could do, maybe a cycle. Okay, sir. Do what you are saying? We have three cities. Okay, so over trotter of your cycle, but you're saying the same three city now, but we know they may be content. Okay, but this is from Tema to. I have seen Kwanza still at three cities. Uh, it is a trainer. Uh, who is it? Trainer, yeah, I'm Kaya Paiboa. A boy, Paba, Neduma, no Kakrana, a Jaina, ya stop here. And this is like a trainer, the boy, the dipper, the quantum, the bantam. We've been speaking to officials and as well as commuters on this day as the shuttle services uh, resumes, and they have been sharing the excitement with us. Yeah, we're happy. We've made a point today, simply because people thought GRC workers don't do anything because the train was not running. But we were working behind the scenes, working on the track, working on the locomotives, working on the uh, coaches, just to make sure that when we come on the track, we can at least pick passengers to and fro. So we are happy. From your monitoring and your observation, how's the, what's the mood among passengers and everyone? Uh, as you know, uh, uh, today is the first day. And we, are, we don't have much passengers on board. And I think as we move on, they will, they will know and come on board. And they will be happy because for some time now the train has not moved. The coach, though, I was hoping to see one of those new ones. This one looks pretty old, right? Yeah, I think uh, but this one is a conventional one. Yeah. And it's a How old, old is this, by the way? Uh, currently, I can't tell you exactly data, but uh, it was 90s. Yeah, so we have a new one at the new museum, which is... We have some small technical hiccups that we are doing, repairing on it, and very soon that will be on track. Can you give people an idea of what these technical hitches were? Because then we are saying the tracks, the, the trains, they were not running because of COVID. Yeah. And we've had two years. So if you are coming back today, you should be back with your best. So what are these you technical know, challenges? You know, that technical challenge is, you know, whenever the track is lined up without the movement of the trains, we have a lot of things going on. At the, at the same time, too, you know, from Accra to Tema, it's almost industrial area, so human activities will also cause some of the technical problems. It's been two years. That is even two years. So that's that why the train, as we have started, the man man will be able to determine and will be able also to solve it. Three cities and five cities. Three cities from and Tema five cities. to Accra. Yeah. Is it sustainable for business? I mean, it's good for the passenger. From the business point of view, is it great? Um, uh, no, you see... Um, uh, when we talk about the Ghana Rail Company Limited, Toro is a profit venture, yet we also think 
of the masses alcohol. Yet, uh, very soon, I think uh, this price will be going to be reviewed. How would you say patronage has been like so far? Um, yes, we, we were expecting more of um, commuters on board the train today, but it seems today being the first day, so the um, communication didn't get to a lot of people. Because of the human factor involved, we needed to make sure that the line is in good shape. So that's why uh, it took some time for us to start operation. Even as we are moving, I, saw, I see a lot of encroachment yes, on the yes, side. Yes. This part is very busy. I think we are getting close to the crowd brewery. Exactly, right? exactly, yes. So um, measures have been put in place. And, um, we hope the media will help us in this battle so that at least um, the people will be educated because it's not even safe for them. They are supposed to be 100 meters um, away from the track. Okay. If I were Teshi Bachona. Teshi Bachona. Bachona. What would you say? Three cities. 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 If I am with the I me trouble. I mean, you are going to Now, where the car? If I draw to number, because my snap, I drop me into where they are starting their boomy. Lord Ben, I go for a dunny good to any pyre. I go for a good thing. 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 I go for a good my transportation cost has been reduced, has been reduced, so that's really helping me. How significant is the reduction for you? Because the the public transport takes five cities, while the train takes three cities. Wow. So, so you are saving two cities. cities yes, wow. In terms of time, uh, like the duration, is it faster or slower? Yes, but this one is faster. I think it's because this one is a bit slower. But next week ahead, there'll be a faster one. Yeah, so the DMU will come. Yes, please. that one will be much, much, much faster. Yes, and in terms of safety, also, it's very, very safe. Very, very safe. So you love the train. I love the train. And it should become a, 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 the order of the day. Yes, please. The train service, shuttle services, is back and functioning. The authorities are hoping that it gets better. Uh, with the day, and they are cutting the support of everyone to make it uh, even more efficient. For City News, I am Caleb Kuda. So that was my colleague Caleb Kuda. Uh, he was on the train from Achimota to Accra. Caleb is in studio. Caleb, how, how was the ride? We, we'll get into the, some of the other things you observed or yeah. some of your thoughts. But how, how was it? It was my first time on the train. <laughs> okay. So um, it, it was quite exciting, okay. first of all. Um, to see the train back, I love the feeling. Mm -hmm. The last time I reported on the train, I went to Insawam, and the people were very anxious and waiting for it with bated mm -hmm. breath. So I really look forward to this experience. Mm -hmm. um, I was a bit disappointed to see the coach. It looked too old. I thought like So there are the DMUs, the ones with the Ghana flag kind of. Mm -hmm. I, I was expecting that one. Then I 
saw this blue thing even the colors were fading and all that but it was gone but it functioned well the journey was a bit smooth along the way it was a bit bumpy here and there but the seats especially for the vip is more comfortable and there's five cities if you're coming from Tema to accra the vip seat five cities it's quite cool mm-hmm. i mean i mean if you're in an uber from Tema to accra you're <laughs> doing like almost 60 cities or more right so in terms of that, the reliability, the comfort, the safety, I liked it. Okay. We are told that the DMU, diesel something, something, that's the one I'm talking about, the better one. Okay. It will come sometime soon, in the coming weeks. So we are really looking forward to this being sustained and, and mm-hmm. functioning efficiently. Well, so uh, this trip was from, where was it Tema to Accra? I don't know from Achimota to Accra. Wh- which side? When you say which side of Achimota? So this, is it? Sankara Market, Santana Market. Ah, you know, so when you're ah. going to, when you go to Tesano Junction, mm-hmm. you take the right, like the former women's bank, something. Okay. That building. Okay, 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 so okay. the junction on the right, you go straight down, and that motor station is over there. Yeah. Okay. That's where so we you joined. joined it yeah. to Circle. Exactly. Okay. No, all the way to Accra. So all the way actually. to Accra. Yeah. All the way to Accra. Accra. Yeah. Interesting thoughts. Um, we'll take a quick when we come back. Caleb did a, another thing, so he went on a train on one half of his journey, yes, and then he decided to take a very long road trip Chale. to Botteman. That wasn't pleasant, trust me. We'll talk about all of that right after this break. This is still the city breakfast show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The city breakfast show, rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the, the City Breakfast Show. Clean and pure. Tell it what be this, everybody by me show. Ignorance is bliss, but I think I'm in the know. Hey, hey, Joe, every time we touch road, we get eyes on the globe. No be one man show. Steady work you work you out the waste man browsing. Get 952. We one Welcome back. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. So uh, so, kind of, so the experience on the train was 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 nice. I'm sure it was good. Yes. And all of that. It will get better too. It will get better because yeah. the DMUs will arrive. The exactly. nicer looking ones. Absolutely. Okay. The other bit of your journey on the road had to do with uh Bortiman. That's right. Anyway, you let let's let's listen to Caleb Kuda uh, and his experience on the Bortiman stretch. Earlier Bernard mentioned it, so let's just find out what it is that Caleb experienced on that particular trip. Let me confess I've I've lived somewhere here, very close to the university farms. And this road was terrible. Like when it rains, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. But, but really for bad. those who don't know this place, can you give us an idea where this place is? Um, this is, um, I'll say East Legon Hills. That's what I normally This is Majo. East Legon Hills, dear. This, yeah, I normally say this is I East I beg, this is Majo. It's not East Legon, yeah. It's not East Legon Hills, yeah. Um, but that's is, Trasaco, right? Yes, this okay. is um, Trasaco. And those walls, they used to fall any time it rains. It does. That's correct. It, it falls off it. Not off it, always. Well, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, the road was really bad because there was a lot of potholes yeah. just right here yeah. in front of the hospital. 
where the red car is, right? Okay, there's a hospital. Oh, the Medimosis. Yes, okay. and then just right after, there were like about four potholes. Yeah. Really Especially after the Zoom Lion headquarters. Yes, the potholes actually start from there and ends. So how did that affect you those times? Ah, uh, it was it's when it rains, it's really terrible to walk here because you'd have to be jumping to avoid you messing up what you're wearing, your shoes, your clothes. If you're wearing white, it's really not um, okay to walk on. Mm. Like it's just it's messy. It's messy. That was during the rainy season. Yes. And then when it was dry. When when it's dry, especially when it's closer to Christmas, mm. um, the dust is crazy it's mad like it's it's all over the place do you drive i don't drive you right i walk oh you walk good yes so i mean prior again to what you're seeing now how was your commute like when the motorbike is it's, riding it's, on the it's really on the rough portal? it's really low, rough really really rough it's personally I'd like it's not like. it's not i wouldn't even advise a pregnant woman to be on a bike when commuting on this road so you've been on bikes on the road while it was bad. How was the experience like? It's crazy. It's crazy. No, you use some terms to describe it. It's crazy. She told me she gave the Okada rider free massage. Yes. Well, how did you give the rider free massage? It's, 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 it's. I mean, things dangle, right? <laughs> it's a natural something. I know, I know, I know. You can't help it. Yes. So, what's happening now? What's changing? And most importantly, how is it, you know, how is it, what's the impact it's having on the quality of your life? Uh, personally, I don't know, for every, I can't speak for everybody else, yeah. but for me, walking here, I've always wanted to see change. I always wanted to see change because I see a lot of cars pass by, big cars, trucks, smaller cars, you know, cars I can actually move from because I've personally seen cars stop in the middle of the road inside the potholes and it, people would have to push it but now coming home it's it's much better, it's much better. Yeah. like it's for me it's even quicker Right. The journey Even in a is state in which it is. Yes. Because I realize is it's been dualized. Yes. And the contractors are doing so well. They fix one side and, and then, then they, they move to, to the, the other. other How fast is it working? It's, it's really it's steady. It's, mm. it's a steady pace. And they're working really good. Because they work until late at night before they stop. So probably by 8, that's when they, they stop. And it's been going on for the past two months. Because they started all the way from the top. School junction itself. Yes. And they're taking, I think they're taking it all the way to Ashaiman. I'm told it's going to link to the Ashaiman motorway. Yeah, that's where it's going to end. So it means that your commute will be shorter. Yes. They call it and return on something. <laughs> and then I think the the buses mm -hmm. would actually the come. Yes, because then they used to park only at, at the Zoom, Zoom Lion. Lion. Yeah. So you walk all the way there, and then so they take you to School Junction. Down like a yeah. University Farm, the yeah. Lego University Farm. They actually have to walk. If they have a load with them, they would have to carry it all the way to some line. No man fit to cancel it. You know me, I'm just a conduit. My destiny. So, Caleb, that, uh, you were uh, chatting with um... a young lady. Um, uh, she's a commuter who uses the Boteman Manjo Road very often. And they, she and others I spoke to were very impressed with the pace of work that has been ongoing on the Boteman stretch. You know, this is in connection with the, uh, the sports complex that's been built for the All African yes, 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 Games. Yes, 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 yes. So, 
the, the contractors are confident they will be able to complete the, the, the road ahead of schedule. And that's one thing that impresses a lot of people I speak to. When you talk to them, they tell you that they, they work late over time to ensure that they, they, they meet the timelines. Now, again, they are dualizing the, the road. So it's not just going to be one thing stretch of road, not just a single lane. It's, it's really opening up the place already. I see that more, um, construction works are ongoing in terms of real estate in the neighborhood because then the road is expanding access and opening up the place. So later, maybe if you are looking for some place to wear, you know, <laughs> you should start looking at Botema before it becomes millions of dollars. But um, on the other hand, yes. some other places are Santo. not getting attention. Santo, if they assign you to go and cover Santo, you should know you are returning with body aches, back pains, wow. and everything. Yeah, Santo roads are that bad. Even when it's not rained, right? The the potholes, now not to fall, has some expression, anticlines and synclines. <laughs> and I'm trying to say, like, you go inside, like, your nose there, and you come up like a roller coaster kind of experience. It's, it's really bad. But it goes all the way to Ashaiman, all the way, connects you to Ajay Kojo, all the way. They call some place Promise. So it's the, the promise has not been kept. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, Caleb. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Chronicles of road users in Ghana. Some of the comments, and the comments are so, so many. Let, let me read this one, and I think we'll wrap it up with that. This one says, I used to visit my hometown frequently. And from the beginning of this year, I don't get food when I visit. And I, when I asked, um, okay, you're talking about young people leaving to go and do Ghana. I'm saying, this one says, Bernard and Team Senior Breaku Road will make you retire prematurely from driving. Yeah, Daniel said that. <laughs> wow. No, but we'll, we'll do a tally of these roads and then, I don't know, maybe we'll do a follow up. We'll try and speak to the people in charge and see what what it is they are doing or plan to do or are not doing. In terms of these rules. But that's our City Breakfast Show for today. Many, many thanks for listening. Earlier, you heard from Bernard. You heard Godfrey. I was here earlier. We are back tomorrow morning between 6 20 and 10 a.m. Clean and